How could it possibly go wrong? How could it possibly go right? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Uh, my name is Ian Boothby, and uh, this episode is also a bit of a cat chat. A cat chat? Yes. <laughs> We're uh, going to cat chup. That's right. Uh, what uh, the situation is, uh, my landlord uh, last week uh, said to me, oh, my cat has a urinary tract infection. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. Uh, so you take him. Uh, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, no. Uh, so he, he and his family were going to Disney World. I believe it's oh. World. Wherever uh, the Star Wars thing is. In, they're going to Florida? Yeah, I guess wherever the Star Wars thing is. They're going where the, uh, the government is uh, taking away their... The right, to their yeah, it's Star Wars taking their tax, yeah, their, the tax their tax exempt status away. Yeah, it's the Empire. Yeah, that's right. So it all makes sense. Uh, so uh, he he asked, like, can you look after my cat for a couple of days? And I was like, uh, okay, uh, because I was already looking after another neighbor's cat, mm. uh, and both cats are nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm 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 in charge of elderly cats. But uh, <laughs> uh, so this this one's uh, name is Pearl. And uh, she may be wandering through the studio uh, during this. Yeah. And going, hey, knock it off. <laughs> Pay attention to me. That seems to be what the situation so far. So I may have to shut the, the door and lock her out. And this is what you'll be hearing in the background as we discuss our, you know, childhoods. <laughs> and so I apologize for that. But that, there's a good possibility mm. that will be going on okay. in the background. Yeah. Risa has recently learned a whole new level of... of what Lisa calls meowling. Oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She is just the just, what a racket! This yowling away outside because <laughs> she wants in, mm-hmm. but she wanted out just before you went to bed. Right. And now you're laying in bed, and now she wants back in. And it, you know you're laying in bed, and it's just that inertia that you know. Do I want to get up? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's constantly an evolution with the language of cats and people. You know, so there's and and only you will understand the language of your cat quite mm. often. No, I think other people would pick up the what yeah, probably will pick up some of the subtleties. <laughs> but uh, but like you really do get the little little things like oh okay, so you don't like that food? Oh, you do like it, but you want more water? Oh, okay, the dish is too far to yeah. Okay, gotcha. You know, and as the years go by, yeah. you really do get it, and wow. you've and you've been with your cat for quite sure. a while. So yeah, the language changes. Yeah, absolutely. Little cat whisperer over here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you almost build up this little psychic connection between. And so it's weird when I'm when I'm looking after like another cat that I've never met before, and like we are completely speaking different languages. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, not that's getting it. not getting at it at all. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, they do enjoy the language of treats, and they enjoy <laughs> the language of pets. Sure, but only petted for the right amount of time. Mm. That's enough. Okay, and I'll let you know by this. <sighs> it's no good. Stop it. Pet me. Now stop. Now again. Now stop. All right. Wow. And my wife uh, made the mistake of uh, petting her in the opposite direction because uh, we have a cat who enjoys that. Oh, okay. This is not a cat. She does not. Nope. This is a normal cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never heard of, I've never heard of any animal enjoying being petted in the in the opposite direction of their their fur. It's unusual. Yeah. Hmm. Every cat's got a weird thing, like one weird yeah. thing that's just like, what's the thing that your cat does that no other cat does? Like, ugh, it's this. <laughs> yeah, Risa does a thing 
and obviously she's done it her whole life and for the longest time like what what you're petting her you'll pet her right and then she'll lay down because she wants to lay down and you pet her then you pet her for it then she'll turn over on her on her back and then you'll rub her chin and then she'll decide that then it's time to grab your hand <laughs> with both her paws oh, for sure and then she'll kick at you with, with her, the back, back legs yeah but she doesn't put her nails out or anything nope. it's just fun playtime but then she obviously must have gotten in trouble for this in the past because she'll leap up and then kind of walk away. Yeah. I mean, just kind of saunter away, like kind of like, whoa, okay, I'm a far, th- far enough away now, it's safe. So you got her like later in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we adopted her. How old was she when she, when you? You know what? I don't really know. Yeah. We, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've, all of our cats are uh, adopted with the exception of like uh, one that was feral. And, uh, so it didn't have like a person beforehand. Okay. But you do, get little clues of what what has occurred like mm. this the, like my first cat has the same deal as this cat because this cat was also adopted later later in life uh where uh you pick up a broom yeah and they yeah. run and yeah. they're like up oh, okay so someone hit you with a broom mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. that's that's bad and i'm sorry i'm sorry to <laughs> i'm sorry to see that but yeah there's there's something that's just like oh all yeah. right okay wait all right <laughs> they took the time to teach you how to use the bathroom. That's interesting. Okay. So you got a lot of good focus and whatever there, but now you're really needy or like our cat, uh, right now, uh, was like left alone for days at a time. Yeah. And so is really scared of the dark. Mm. And I think scared of the dark means people aren't coming back and, uh, mm. yeah. 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 And freaks yeah. out about that. So it's like, no, 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 you're all right. Got hmm. real abandonment issues. Interesting. Um, yeah. Our dog Misty, who we adopted from the, SBCA. Um, she was also afraid of brooms. She didn't like brooms. She didn't like old women. Mm. And she really hated witches. <laughs> Halloween must not have yes. been a good time for Misty. Not like, no, it was this old women. And she didn't like being stepped over. Mm. If you stepped over her, she would she would like scurry out of the way. But it made it worse because then she would bump into your leg or bump into your foot, and then it'd be like, "Well, you, you kicked me. I didn't kick you." But you know, because like, she would like to lay like. In the in the hallway or whatever, and so you'd have to step over her. But she really didn't like it. So you kind of you get a sense of uh, her history. She loved old men or older men, mm-hmm. and she loved pickup trucks. So you kind of it's funny how you can kind of pick up and and it bugs Lisa. I was saying this a little while ago to her. I said, you know, it's it's interesting. Like it doesn't matter how much you love Al or how much we love Misty. If the original owner returned, they would go to them right away mm. and forget us because that's who they that's who they really love. Like that's mm-hmm. who they imprinted on. And that's who's important to them, you know. And she said, I don't like that. <laughs> but it's true because that's just how it is. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. I know this uh, This one, like we, over the last couple of days, we've, we've bonded. Okay. But yeah, 100%. I mean, nothing. I'm garbage to this cat. Just like this cat would just kill me in a split minute, mm-hmm. to, you know, get one second with uh, their people. Yeah. One thing that's, one thing that's kind of neat is, um, Again, because these are two 19-year-old cats I was looking after. And both of the uh, people uh, that are the cats' people um, uh, are uh, video game reviewers. Or that was like one okay. of the things. Yeah. So I was just like, huh. Because sometimes I look at like, you know, okay, what gives a cat a nice long life? And it's like, ah, you're probably your person staying home on the couch a lot and being <laughs> there. And that that builds up your kind you know, you feel safe and comfortable and you're spending a lot of time with the person. Yeah. You know, while they're murdering people on screen. <laughs> well, you don't care. No, you don't care. Because, well, well, you're a cat. You don't even know what's going on, probably. Yeah, you, you, you're like, you, you, I, I, I sometimes think that when, when my wife was playing video games and my cat was looking at her. And my cat, I think, was recognized, you're hunting. 
You're mm. hunting right now. You've okay. got a hunting face. Yeah. Okay, we're hunting. What are we hunting? <laughs> What's happening? Are you playing like a first-person shooter or something? That's interesting because uh, I, I don't really think of cats as social in that way that they would pick up on human cues. But I think they would I can pick see up a on dog a hunting doing thing. That. I can see a dog doing that. Mm. But cats are hunters. Mm. They know when you look at something and like you're following it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, you're tracking it. You're waiting yeah. for it. You're killed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think cats get first-person shooters. <laughs> That's possible. Cats like doom. That's possible for sure. Uh, yeah, all all of our all of our dogs, but one are are uh, were all of our animals, but one were rescues, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even our puppy was a, even Boo was a re- kind of a rescue because he was from a puppy mill, which we didn't realize at the time, but we just answered an ad for. Oh, okay. A, How did you find out that it was a puppy mill? Yeah, because when we went there. It was it was like a place full of dogs, uh, okay. but it was like a former. It looked like it was like a former chicken barn. It was like one of, kind of those low barn, like low long barns, and it was full of dogs. But Boo, because he had kennel cough, had been shunted outside. This is in the winter time. Was like living in a tent outside oh. of the away from any of the dogs, which I guess is safe. I guess if they have kennel cough, but right. I've never, heard, I've never heard of kennel cough. Is, is that very contagious? I I, guess, I assume that it, the idea is, is that... Is it the COVID of the dog world? It's the COVID of the dog world. I assume that it's contagious and that you want to keep the dogs away from each other. Okay. But we brought him home and Misty was there and Misty never got it. So I, I don't know. I don't really know. I think it's probably a result of poor conditions. Because I think it was kind of a kind of rundown place. But And that's the thing. Once you see the dog living like that... Well, once Lisa saw the dog, Boo, living like that, there's just no way that we weren't going to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking that dog away. So... Yeah, we can't take him all away, of course. But and I remember when we went after we bought him, we went to get some stuff, some you know, puppy-sized things for him. And and the lady at the pet store, you know, kind of asked where we got it from, and blah blah blah. And we told her, and she made a kind of like little face, kind of little face, kind of like a little squinched yeah. up face, like mm, don't like don't like that person or don't like that situation or whatever. Right. I'm not too sure. So she was right. I don't think that lady was very a very good pet. Uh, uh, you know, the, the answer to the argument of why you shouldn't buy pets from, from those sort of situations or why those should, places should be allowed to. Yeah, all of our uh, pets, with the exception of my first cat, Kinsey, uh, where I'm not really sure my folks got her from, to be honest. Well, yes, I am sure. Now, uh, she she was with another family and then the family had a kid. Mm. I didn't think that she got along well with the kid. Okay. That was the one I think that, you know was bad with the brooms and whatever. Okay, okay. He was there. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, I, I, I took her in. And then my wife, uh, the fir- her first cat, uh, well, first cat, you know, when, as we are sort of a couple, was uh, her apartment burned down, and it was a feral cat that was living in the building. Yeah. And that was one that the firefighters uh, named Sparks. Okay. Coincidentally, it sounds like we named the cat in the uh, uh, our book after, after that, which we did because... Yes, there is an August in the book that is named after her, but I didn't remember that she was also called Sparks. Okay, that, huh. that was her secret name. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's neat. <laughs> and then later on, uh, and but she was so feral, she just hid under a bed for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, uh, Pia's mom, who was the one who kind of forced August on her, uh, said, "Oh, there's another cat. It's such a sweet cat, and it fell in some oil." And blah, blah, blah. and that cat's origin story is pretty much the origin story from Sparks. And sure, that's Charlie. Yeah, and then Charlie taught uh, August how to talk. And hmm. so, you know, uh, because she learned how to meow late in life, she meowed with a weird accent. <laughs> like, meow. Me, meow. Doesn't quite get it. Mm. Yeah. I guess it depends on the cat, how brave they are. When Risa came to us, she she hid downstairs for a long time. 
it took her a long time to leave the bathroom downstairs and kind of come out into the the house. That could be because we also had the dogs, though. So that, uh, or maybe we just had Boo at that time. No, I think we had. To, I can't remember actually. Well, Pia had a nice experience, like pretty soon after she she took in August, which was uh, she found August like in the bathtub, mm. and so really quietly went up to her and bonding with her. And August seemed to be connecting with her, and it was really sweet. And it was like, okay, finally, there's a breakthrough. But there was a, a screwdriver uh, on the bathtub. And she hit it with her elbow and it fell into the top. Oh. It made a huge clang. And then August just jumped like straight up, like six feet, ricocheted off the wall over her head, boom, under the bed for another couple of months. Oh, too yeah. bad. So, you know, trust betrayed. <laughs> huh. This one we got here right now. I'm just looking at, uh, they seem to have found a corner in the room. Which, you know, is all, is, is always a little bit, uh, what are you thinking of doing in that corner of the room? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Look after my cat. It's got a urinary tract infection. You got it. Sounds good. <laughs> so I had to give medicine for the first couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How'd that go? But okay. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, actually, she really liked the medicine. So oh, that's it was good. All fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, we put it on a, a, just a couple of treats, and then she would like uh, lick it out of a bowl, and she would be fine. Hmm. But uh, you know, that, you're supposed to you know give it to her shot in the mouth, but she took it all you know herself, and so it was fine. Yeah, does not like things being shot into her mouth. And who can blame her? <laughs> who likes that? No one. Hmm. You wake up from a nice sleep and then someone's got like a little tube and just shoot stuff into your mouth? Yeah. No good. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is, even if it's ice cream. No thanks. <laughs> I like ice cream. Wait, wait a second. What? Huh? Just someone someone standing over you yeah. with a tube full of ice cream and just goes, Shh. Actually, you just wake up. So you're just waking up. Yeah. Someone's standing over you. Yeah, you're having a nap on the couch. Okay. Someone's over you with like a tube full of ice cream. Yeah. Right in your mouth. Didn't expect it. It's down the back of your throat. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That part of it is not so good. All right. You're right. It's waka, not, waka, not great. Waka, waka, not waka, great. waka, And then they're going, don't throw up. Waka, 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 no, waka, I, waka. When you said ice cream, that kind of threw, threw it out of threw it out, threw, threw it out of uh, whack. But no, you're right. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be great. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, that was our question last week was people's favorite ice cream. What well. did they say? You'll find out at the end of the episode. <laughs> You'll find out. Or fast forward to the end of the episode. We can't stop you. We can't. We cannot. How many people do you think do that? They just like start. <laughs> let's hear what they're starting to talk about. Okay. Letters and done. <laughs> Never listen to the middle. Everyone? They just eat the Oreo uh, chocolate cookies <laughs> and throw out the center. Really? That's a, that couldn't be a thing. Mm. Probably you're right. Probably are people who do that. Well, you can buy, you know, the equivalent of uh, oh. those things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, <laughs> my mom used to uh, do that. She would buy those and uh, and then fill them with whipped cream and make, make this treat that you're supposed to, that people would have at parties. Okay. It would just be like, whoa, no. <laughs> it's not as good. Yeah, you're not, it's a fake out. Yeah, it's still a fake out. You're like, oh, look at Oreo. Oh. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> I say to her that as like a five-year-old. This is some bullshit right <laughs> some here. Bullshit. But listen to those craft commercials. Yeah. When company's coming. No, not when company's coming. Hmm. When company drops by unexpectedly. Oh, when company drops by unexpectedly. Which was, which was what people did back before people had things to do. Because they'd be like, well, what are you doing at home? Nothing. Because there's nothing to do <laughs> back then. So it was all right. Like now there's so much shit to do. You could do things. Mm-hmm. And so if someone drops by, they're being a dick because, you know, you got stuff to do. <laughs> but back then, what are you doing? Like, you're just sitting in the living room. Yeah. Maybe reading a book. Maybe. 
And then, uh, yeah, it's like, ding dong. We were just in the neighborhood. Oh, company just dropped by unexpectedly. I've got to serve them food. and It is it is weird. I'll make coffee. Didn't happen at our house. I don't know if it happened at our house. I don't even know if it really happened. But that was the scenario Kraft laid out that uh, terrified everybody. It was like, what if company comes by? I feel like we only had company expectedly. Yeah. Maybe my maybe my aunt and uncle who live near us might drop by unexpectedly. But yeah, I think I think my dad would have been down with that. He wasn't the kind of person that or my mom. Yeah, I don't think my dad was down with the company either. You got it. My mom would it would just like killed her if people came over and there was something something out of place. Oh my gosh, could you believe it? Oh my god. Oh my god. Like what if there was like something on the floor? Remember there was What this... if there was a sock on the floor? Oh could my... you imagine? You would just have to kill the people, burn your house down and move to a different town. <laughs> You would have to. There's yep. nothing you could do. You have nothing you do. If you had dogs, you would just have to free them. Free them into the wild. Take them to the woods and free them. And then just like next town over. Yeah. Because yeah. somehow the dogs uh, would like rat you out somehow. <laughs> somehow. We have to get rid of all tr- all traces of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to change your names, grow yeah. beards. Mm-hmm. Even the kids have to grow beards. Yeah. Girls. Beards. Yeah. They have and to then... start like some hillbilly band. <laughs> There's a, a good YouTube video of like someone imitating a mum getting a house ready for people coming over and... This, one of my favorite lines is, no one can know that we sit, which is, which is good. You know, like, this is the idea that you have to get the house ready in such a way that it, like... That looks like Ikea. Look, yeah, like, looks but like you don't even live there. People sit on Ikea furniture, so that's not true. Like, the <laughs> Ikea display furniture, people do mm-hmm. sit on it. It looks yeah. like it's been used a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, once, once they created that thing where you uh, put plastic on a couch, and then people would just leave the plastic on the couch... That was the end of society. <laughs> I think I, thought, I always thought people like had that put on. Did they? I don't know. I, I, just assumed, I, assu- that... I assumed you know that's what the couch came wrapped in. I don't you just think so. Leave I think, it. I think you just you pay add... extra and yeah. have plastic put on your couch. Yeah. Jesus God. Because it wasn't like a shrink wrap. It was like a like a vinyl kind of thing. My feel. My feeling was that they would take that plastic off if say. You know, someone super fancy came by. Like mm. then, then when the important person, if the boss yeah, yeah. is coming over, sure. then you take that off, and like that's otherwise. the one time you take it off. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, forget about it. Yeah, and it's the room that the kids can't go in. <laughs> no one play in that room. Yeah, yeah, no one enjoy that room. It's a wasted room. Yeah, that was kind of our living room. I like to use it because that's where the, the stereo was. Right. So I would lay on the couch and read, but I probably drove my mom crazy that I was wrecking the couch by laying on it. You wonder when people had like key parties, you know, and it would just be like. I think it's less common than you think, but okay. Fair enough. Uh, but how common does it have to be? One in a hundred? One in fifty? What's that? What's? I have no idea. Even if it actually happened, or if it's just. I think it probably. If happened. it's just our. There's our nothing retrospect. else to do. There's lots of things to do in the seventies. Here's here's where I here's how I know it happened. Okay. Was because you saw a movie. No, it's not solid. So the ice storm. No, this is reality. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about people who've seen movies because people would uh, when they when they started like having like movies like Deep Throat and whatever. Yeah. Right? Uh, for there was a period of time where uh, people would go. Yeah. To a porno movie. Yeah. Like normal, like just normal, like yeah. hey, let's go. It, that lasted a very short time. Short time. Yeah. I understand that yeah. because you know the novelty is off, and you've you know it's like how novelty's many- off, and also it. You know, it, it kind of wears on you after a while. True, true. But how many jackass movies do you need to see in a row? You get it. You like it's fine. Like you see it. Like there's no there's no change in what. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's fine. Sure. So they go, but people went. Mm-hmm. Like they would go, like, hey, we're gonna go see that Deep Throat, and uh, 
their neighbors would go, we'll come along. And so they all sat together and watched a, watched a fucking porno. Like they yeah. were neighbors. And then, you know, that weekend they were mowing their lawns knowing what they'd seen. So, <laughs> so clearly yeah. of that amount of people. Uh, there was a certain amount of that, yes. Yeah. So, so, so you know. The, for instance, my parents never did that. That's fine. But Your parents never these did were, that. These were movies that were successful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know, successful for, enough that Behind the sure, Green sure. Door was made. Yeah. Successful yeah. enough well, that. Well, Behind the know, Green Door was before. Um, was it? I believe so. It's okay. a Swedish film, so. What what did Marilyn Chambers like go to? Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the uh, sorry I'm thinking of one of those colors movies. Sorry, Behind okay. the Green Door. Sorry. All right. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, and I only know this because that movie was playing across the street from my office for a long time. Uh, behind the green because, door? Yeah, because there was a porno the theater genius. that was there. And so they would uh, later some, to star in a David Cronenberg film. There you go. Uh, but, but they would advertise, you know, when they had like classic porns mm. that were there and, you know, the classy folks would show up and watch them ironically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but because like neighbors would go and see pornos together, mm-hmm. I think like someone at some point looked over and went, eh? and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and stuff, I'm just, and no, stuff I'm not saying down. it never happened. I'm just saying yeah, I think that, that I think right. we're exaggerating. We're all, the, uh, uh, no one here is uptight, right? And, uh, <laughs> so, so where I'm going with this is, yes, how clean do you make your uh, living room for that? Like, it's like, hey, people are coming over for the orgy. I think you'd make it very clean. You make it very clean. Yeah. And then I guess you have to really clean it afterwards. Sure. Ugh. But like, how about like the next orgy? And you're like, well, you know, you're making me where... think of that orgy house in, in North Delta. That what? Okay, go on. I only heard about it because the neighbors were complaining about the noise. There was there was a lot of noise coming out of it. Like, but people... you're saying these things don't exist, and like you even knew an orgy house. I'm just saying, I Dan Harmon's orgy house. <laughs> Very good show. That uh, movie yeah, yeah. that was uh, DreamWorks, I think. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't think it was as widespread as as we as we like to think. I don't even. I don't care if it's widespread. Yeah. Like, uh, like again. What's the ratio? One in ten. One in twenty. One in twenty-five. That's enough. One in fifty. Enough. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I would put it even higher than that. As higher as in like more rare. More rare. Yeah. One in a hundred. More rare. One in a thousand. More rare. <laughs> what do you think? It, if you okay. If you think of all of the people that you knew in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, well, who's you're... going to one or G one people <laughs> in your neighborhood when you're yeah. walking down this the was street? A, this was a swingers taking uh... out their meat and the show went <laughs> up at your front door. Ding dong. <laughs> this was a like a swingers club, and they had a house in North Delta. Okay. And uh, so there's enough. Apparently, apparently they, you know, I mean, part of this is not just that you want to have sex. It's also that you want to have very visible, very visible, (laughs) bad cheese, very visible sex, you know, and be very, you know, and you want to be seen and heard and everything else. And so I guess people were making so much noise that the neighbors were complaining about the the level. This isn't me purring, by the way, while you're telling this story. Mm, I'm sure you can say what you want. Okay. Really enjoying the story, right? But anyway, it's just something please, interesting. Please say this place was called the Kit Kat Club. I, I don't. It wasn't. There's was no club. It was just a house. It was someone's suburban house. Okay. That they were using. Right. They owned. They're inviting their friends over, and then they were having screamingly loud orgasms and causing the neighbors to complain. Were they? Um, were they? Uh, now, when this is the orgy house, do they make a profit off this, or is it just? For no, no. It's just like their friends coming over. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a business. It was just a. Just a meetup. Okay, so that's legal. 
Yeah, you're allowed there's to have, nothing you're allowed there's to have nothing friends illegal o- about that. You're allowed to have friends over to fuck each other. That's right. As Trudeau okay. said, uh, you want the government out of your bedrooms. The nation, ha- the government has no place in the bedroom of the nation. That's right. That's but good. if you do stuff in the living room, we're all over. <laughs> we want to be there. Yeah, we want to be there. <laughs> Here's my number. Check it out. Here's my contact information. Here's my wife's number. Yeah. Here's Mick Jagger's number. Yeah. There used to be. I don't a, know why she has it. I should find out why she's got Mick Jagger's number. There this used to be a super, sex. There used to be a sex show on uh, Showtime or Bravo or one of those channels. Okay. That was hosted by a, a spectacled British jerk, <laughs> and he would go around and he would, you know, see different sex things. I'd like to watch you have sex. <laughs> but one of them was actually here in Vancouver at some sort of... After I say there's no swinger, there's not much. Yeah, at yeah a swingers you're really club. <laughs> going against your own argument here, right? At a swingers club in Vancouver here. And he insulted this lady who proposed sex to him. because Not realizing he... Because, you know, he's just there. So he's just there an observer. He doesn't participate. He doesn't participate. But rather than to say... He doesn't oh, get his tackle out and go to town. But rather than say to her... I'm sorry, I'm you know, I'm just here as an observer. No, he he made a rude comment about her size of her breasts and said something like, Oh, I would, would never have sex with a woman with your your breast size or something like that, you know. Okay. Too big, too small. I made her cry. Yeah, but sorry. And I just thought, what is what, the purpose of this? What was the okay, what was his like I guess she was too small for him. Okay, fine. What an idiot. Yeah, I know. So like, I mean, I think like, he, was just, he was just trying way. to be he was just trying to be funny, but it's just the wrong situation because there's this person putting themselves out in this very kind yeah, of yeah. weird thing where you're like having sex with random strangers, which, you know, it's not very appealing to me, but whatever. Right. So, you know, she's putting herself out there and then he comes back with this rude comment. And I was just so like, think, what like, also, a you should face. be Yeah. I mean, you host a show like this. Yeah. Is that what he does every week? Like he yeah, goes to, these goes places to other places and, and, and insults them. I Well, I guess it's supposed to be funny. Mm. You know, you know that is the thing, though. Is British funny? It well, the British funny, mean. Okay. Yeah, the British funny thing, of course, being that like uh, you know British, you're British, you know, no sex, please. We're British. Yeah, the, as the play goes, <laughs> um, is like you can only talk about sex or have anything sex related if uh, if there, it's a joke, mm. and and the joke is usually. That's kind of a mean joke, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's the British way of going about yeah, it. Yeah. And so, and then you got the Benny Hill show. <laughs> yeah, there you are. I never, By the way, I never approved a, of that show. I have a cat that is just curled up in front of me right now. That's on nice. my mouse. That's nice. Yeah. This is a, this is a very happy cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're with her. I think there's, I, you know what? I think there is something with cat. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Just, I want to take 75 pictures of this because it's so cute. <laughs> uh, I think there's something that cats really like, and that's people talking. Hmm. I think when people are talking, a cat feels comfortable and feels like, you know, I'm safe. I'm safe. Everyone's talking, so it's okay. Yep. Is that how you feel? <laughs> yeah, you look safe with your urinary tract infection. <laughs> Perfectly safe. Can I get you some cranberry juice? Can I get you a glass of ocean spray? It's interesting. Mary, uh, you know, Mary works in a care home. And she was telling me a little while ago that urinary, urinary tract infections, while not super dangerous, actually the kind of derail elderly people, especially women who are more prone to them, yeah. really derail them mentally. Like often they'll be like they'll just change their personality change after they after they have a, a tr- mm-hmm. urinary tract infection. Yeah, which is very common. Yeah, I guess because their their ability to care for themselves is you know drops and, are they and particularly hard to cure because i I, like, I don't think I so i don't think like, they're i don't think they're hard to cure i whenever just whenever i've run yeah. into one it's yeah. usually been cranberry juice a couple of days 
dun 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 mm. you know but yeah but yeah but i guess as you get older your body reacts differently to things yeah. and maybe it's even a bit of a even maybe it's a bit embarrassing as well and kind of makes you change sure, how sure. you yeah how you think about yourself and and also if you're an older person i think there's certain things you don't want to be and it's you don't want to be the person who like has to pee all the time like it's just mm. it's typical stereotypical like older person stuff so yeah I think, like any of that stuff would be embarrassing yeah yeah and who knows what'll set you kind of into that sundowning momentum you know where you start to get more uh whatever you want to say a little more abstracted a little a little right. less connected to reality you know and that that can happen and you know when you take away but take away people's regular routines it makes it makes it hard for them to hang on to that's what happened during covid for a lot of a lot of the older people right they start you know it's not just bad for them health wise it's bad for them mental health wise because they had trouble you know with, with the loss of their regular routines of getting up going down for breakfast going out for a walk or or having some sort of activity and suddenly those are all taken away from them they're sitting in the room by themselves everyone's coming in masked most a lot of them are deaf so it's hard for them to hear they have right. to read your their lips and all these things that are in their way of, of, yeah, so it was quite difficult for them. Yeah, I wonder how, like, uh, you know, obviously more so for the elderly, but, like, just having your routine altered has affected people. Because you have, you know, that that's just that's such a base of who you are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just feel like this cat, right? <laughs> pretend like the cat isn't here. Well, you pretend. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's very easy for me. I'm alone yeah, across you're the doing, table. You're doing fine. You're doing <laughs> have a cat pawing at you. I do have a cat pawing at me, <laughs> and it's not my cat. That's the weird thing too. Again, it's like it's Cheating. like I have a cat here that I'm not sure 100 percent what the language is. Mm. I think like at one point it's just going to go enough and just. It go seems away. you're doing pretty good. Yeah, but that you're right. That is the thing about cats is they have that. There's that little trigger moment where you're petting them quite happily, and next thing you know, they're suddenly attached to your face. <laughs> you're like, what did I do? Yeah. There we are. Tell my landlord I'm nice. <laughs> so weird. I, used well, I think to... you looking after their cat is a demonstration of that. I don't think you need yeah. to prove it. I used to watch. I used to watch the TV show The Electric Playground on the on the regular. And, okay. And and then like this week, and never thinking like years later, I'd be looking after both of the host cats. Hmm. You know, both the hosts, 19-year-old cats. Yeah. Life's weird. Life's, it's good and weird. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% fine with this. This is cool. We found a um, YouTube channel that has uh, music for cats that's okay. at this one frequency that really calms them down. Oh, okay. And it also has uh, purrs in the background. Mm. And uh, when this weekend, uh, because we're keeping the cat in the basement, uh, we we had our friend Nina Matsumoto, yeah. uh, Third Dragon, uh, co-creator of Sparks, uh, Future Perfect, uh, number five Canadian kids book this week. Hey, hooray! Um, <laughs> was having a D and D game for her husband Bob. Okay, uh, and so we had to take the cat upstairs and put uh, her in a little room with my wife uh, while my wife was working. And I was like, mm. oh boy, how's this going to go? But then, but then she was yeah, put this music on. And the cat just went right up to the computer and just flop and was super calm for huh. like hours. You know, while this was playing, it was pretty good. But yeah, it's this one frequency that like just calms cats down. Okay. So it's all Norwegian death metal bands. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yep. I love that. That's what it all sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they really like it. It's yeah, just yeah. a lot of anti-dog uh, death metal. Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't like that. That was you don't like the Norwegian death metal. That's fine. Uh, 
But yeah, if you got to calm your cat down, yeah, that's uh, that's my tip for you. Hello, cat. I know it's a, it's 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 a real conversation killer, right? Like we've done ten years of this, yeah, and yeah, like nothing for... has stopped the conversation <laughs> except for a cat staring right at you. That'll that'll do it. This might be a good time to uh, bring up something we've got coming up on the show. Oh, okay. Or is in the show in a couple of uh, weeks. Is uh, we have our is it four hundred and fiftieth episode? Yeah. Holy moly! <laughs> Holy guacacoli! Uh, and. Uh, Guacacola. We have, yeah. and it almost feels like there's a bit of a challenge going on right now, and I'm going to lay that pipe down for you in a second. Okay. Um, uh, so so we uh, we always ask for questions yes. on our uh, for episodes with 50 in them. That's correct. Uh, and so, you know, ask us any questions you want. You can mail them to SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com or many other ways. Uh, and they usually go on for oof, so long. Um, <laughs> so long, so long, so long. But uh, uh, this weekend, again, when uh, Bob was over here for the D&D, yes. he brought his friend Henry, who was his co-host, yes. on uh, Talking Simpsons sure. and What a Cartoon. Well, on What a Cartoon, mm-hmm. they did an episode of uh, talking about Who Frames Roger Rabbit. Okay. And I'm not exactly remembering. I'm going to need a clarification, but it was either yeah. five or six hours long. Okay. We've beaten it. It feels like it's a challenge. <laughs> Feels like a goddamn challenge. All right, all right. You know, so they're talking about Roger Rabbit now. Mm-hmm. If someone wanted to be a real asshole about it, yeah, because we can't control the questions. No, we can't. Yeah, do we? Um, do we pick the order of the questions, or do we pick the questions out of uh, a hat and then and read them randomly? Uh, I generally, I generally just uh, put them in order of re- receiving them. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, but if someone mm. was a real jerk, yeah, and said, "Hey." What do you guys think about Roger Rabbit? <laughs> we would have no choice but to also do yeah six, a, six hour a six hour episode on Roger. Rabbit. I don't know if I could and then, talk and then for we six jam hours in all the other questions like right at the like the last ten minutes. Do they do they do like a do they go through like a synopsis of the of the movie and they talk do about everything. it? They do like top trivia tail. and trivia top to tail the background yeah. the yeah. opinions yeah scene by scene okay how this character appear what was their background. They they are as thorough as say you on the Beatles. <laughs> they well, do they really dedric it as they yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. So uh there's a challenge that maybe we'll see which one of our episodes is gonna be longer. Okay. There is behind a paywall. Yes. Patreon paywall. Yeah. And I also can say there's a challenge there, because we got a Patreon account as well. Hey. Give us more money than them. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll only get better. Yep, we won't get complacent. But anyway, we if you promise. want to send us uh, questions, we uh, we do enjoy uh, questions. Um, but it was nice meeting uh, meeting Henry in person. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, I'd only talked to him via whatever we would talked on Hanglets, I think, for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to meet someone that you have uh, one talked to uh, a bit. Uh, uh, you know, but just talk to, and yeah. but also that you have listened to for hours and hours and hours and hours. Okay, I have not, I've not really listened to too much of this The Simpsons podcast. Yeah, I, I, I have. So it's like, uh, you know, there's times where he was telling me something from like his life, and they're like, I know. <laughs> and I'm sure people feel like that, you know, who listen to this podcast. Yeah, you know, I've had, I've had that sometimes with when Louise is over and visiting. Mm. You know, because I'm friends with Louise. Yes, IRL. <laughs> um and uh i'll bring up something and yeah. she'll be like yeah i know and I'm like oh yeah i know of course you know you because we talk, <laughs> talked about it on the show <laughs> well yeah because you know 
That's good, though. Yeah. Keep your friends abreast of the latest developments. And then, you know, when they see you, you don't have to, like, there's no need for any boring catch-up talk. You just... I thought you were going to say keep your friends close and keep your podcast listeners even closer. That's right. Yeah. Because they might do the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it was strange the, it was strange the other day because, like, uh, I was sending a quick note to another friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, and whose uh, husband uh, just came down with COVID. And I see. I was, you know, say something, say something about like my recovery from uh, my fall. And she was like, "You had a fall?" I'm like, "Oh, right, 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 right." <laughs> Been very public about it, but not public to everyone that I know personally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta break down everything about that." Yeah. <laughs> but her husband is doing well. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yes, I have not known too many people who who have got covid besides eve eve got although she, she tested negative for it is that yeah negative for it mm-hmm. i think she still feels like she had it yeah or she just had a bad flu so was <laughs> no. this tested negative at home with a home test yeah. yeah yeah the home tests are a little you know not the not the best in the world did she do the rapid test i think it was a rapid test i can't remember now but yeah it tested negative and and but she felt like no definitely felt like she had it because she was quite fatigued and had trouble you know and her friend tested positive. Okay, yeah, that and, makes sense then. And they had been together, so yeah. So that was that was that. It was time to uh hunker down, stay away from people. Maybe it was just an excuse for the two of them to spend spend more time together. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not you know, again, I don't want anyone to have it. Uh you know, it's like, hey, you get to have a little time off, a little time to <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Yeah, there's no one I know who's had it who's gone like, No, it was great having the time off, it was relaxing. It was, <laughs> no, it's no. She yeah they she they said, definitely say it's something different it's yeah, not yeah it's you know it's the flu it's not the flu it's mm. something but it's but so I hope people I hope people don't get it and I hope you don't get it right yeah and I'm, I'm of course I'm talking to Dave when I say this right <laughs> Dave with your little furry face and your little <laughs> orange hair so adorable yes I didn't shave today so. yeah your little Sorry. sunken eyes <laughs> what wait a second yeah <laughs> uh, yesterday um well. Uh, well, let me tell you the story. Yesterday, I please um, tell the story. I was driving home. I saw Lisa walking down the street with uh, the dogs and her posse, her what she calls her posse anyway, which is a gaggle of the neighborhood kids who, okay. like, who like to go walk with her when she walks the dogs. Oh, that's so they really like to nice. walk the dogs themselves and hold the dogs and keep up a steady, steady stream of conversation. But anyway, so I stopped just to say hello, and then I left. And uh, one of the kids said to Lisa, "That's your husband." She goes, "Yeah." But he's so young. <laughs> I'm sure she meant it. And both the dogs looked at each other and just went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, children. Oh, children. Well, it could have been. Could yes. Have been, yeah. In that situation where dad is looks older than mom mm-hmm. in a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so because yeah. mom takes care of herself and dad might be the same age. But dad doesn't yeah. care, and so <laughs> mom looks younger, and so the kids go, mom's always younger than dad. Yeah. That's maybe what they're thinking. And sure. then you come along, Johnny Goodlooks, and like, hey, everybody, what's happening? Wish I could give you a ride, but I'm busy. Bye! And off you go. Uh-uh. And then off you go. Beep. Yeah. Yes, that was that's exactly what I did, too. Wish I could give you a ride, but you got some furry dogs. They can't go in my car. <laughs> yeah, gross. So long. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're driving the cat around. <laughs> cat just flips the paw. <laughs> I got the cat. That's right. Wow. Cat's ride. Dogs drool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
That's right. This engine purrs like a cat. Oh, no, it is the cat. Sorry. That's it. Thank you for adding the meow. We appreciate that. Good work. Yeah. You're hired. So the other the other thing I was going to bring up was I, I, I bought a new car. Right. Not a new, new car. You said to me, because new you to know me I've car. got car blindness, and I don't know the <laughs> yes. difference between cars. It's very true. Uh, you went, I know that's the same color as my car. <laughs> But that's a new car, you said to me. Yes, I did. And I went like, that's a great thing to yell in public, is to let everyone know that you've got a new car. I did car. not yell it. I didn't say from across the street. outside for a good three hours unattended. So enjoy <laughs> East Van, everybody. That's, I didn't yell it. Johnny Trust. I said it as I walked up the stairs to you, not across the street. Yeah, and I went, hey, Dave, my... <laughs> Some of my lawn equipment got stolen this week. It's not safe here anymore. But anyway, new car, you say? Swell. Uh, new to me car, yeah. Okay, so uh, so what's the story? What's going on? Well, my other car was sort of getting tired of being a car. Okay. Maybe it wants to be something else. I'm okay. not too sure what yet. But um, it just it's pretty old. It has about 450,000 kilometers on it. Okay. And the engine was tired and it was leaking a lot of oil oh that's no good okay. leaking in and and i was taking a you know i usually i would have to put in like a big jug of oil in every month to keep it yeah oiled up and oil it's it's not free right no okay just double checking okay <laughs> yeah no it's about why are you knocking papers off? depending what you buy it's like 40 to 50 dollars for a jug of oil okay so that's an expense it's an expense but not terrible but it was just you know it just kind of it was didn't have much. It was losing power, you know. Like if I was driving on the freeway and I wanted to pass someone, I would just have to like shrug my shoulders and go, "Well, can't do it in this car, so I might as well just stay where I am." Which is someone I don't not like. I'm a super speedy. I'm not big. I do like to go a certain speed over the speed limit. You're a gentleman of a certain certain speed. I'm a gentleman of a certain speed, and so you know when you come up behind that person who's maybe not into the same speed as you, it's nice to be able to go around them That's and then right. carry on. But uh, the, the, my car wouldn't let me do that anymore. I would just kind of, if I did, it would just be this really slow. <laughs> so okay. I tried to go past. You were you were a Rainier beer ad. I was the a 80s. Rainier beer. Okay, very good. I suppose it was. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, Rainier. Uh, so I, yeah. So it just yeah. It was just you know it was just it was time. It was time, and and only that. And this sounds ridiculous, but. I I really like music. I don't know if you knew that. Nope. There's been no clues. <laughs> and uh it was like it was okay having like the CD player in the car. But my car was like a couple of years before an even having like an aux cord, like a play What's thing that to mean? like that's when you could plug your phone into your or a music player into oh, your okay. into your music player. You know, so you had your CD player and then you could also have one that you could plug your iPod into. This that's you know this that's how long ago we're talking. And you could plug your iPod into your car somewhere, like you know, into the stereo or whatever. And then you could have that as an as a as an auxiliary music player. You know, so you had your CD player, and then if you wanted to have a few more songs, you also had your your iPod or whatever, and that would play yeah. more songs. And so I really did like that idea. And I and I've always wanted to have Bluetooth. You know, so I could hook my phone up and stuff like that. So these are the sort of things that I wanted. So I was looking for those things. And also, I wanted a car that was uh, standard, standard manual transmission. Oh, okay. Because that's my favorite kind of car to drive. And that's becoming rarer now. Like, my car before was a Volvo that I got. The car I had before that was a Yaris 
that unfortunately someone did, tried to drive through at a, at a red light. I was going through in the green and they went came through at a right. red light. Thought they could change the quantum reality and drive through my car, but it didn't really work that way. I am glad things worked Adam's, out. Adam's scary time. It was very scary, especially, especially with Eve was with me and yeah. she was in the passenger side. But the, fortunately, they struck the rear end of the car, like the rear wheel. But um, Do you think that's what gave her COVID? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm suing. <laughs> and... Yeah, we were like, I guess we're also ridiculously honest people because we were fine. We we're just like, oh yeah, we're fine. We just walked away from it, you know. Well, eh, it's all good. Never had any problems. Okay. We were lucky because it happened at night. It was about 10, 10 o'clock at night. We had just dropped off our friend at her house and we we're driving back to our house. Went through the intersection and someone smashed into us. But luckily it was at, it was late. So, because we, we spun around in the intersection and ended up in the oncoming lane uh, in the direction, uh, opposite direction we'd been traveling. But unfortunately, there was no one else on the road, so we didn't hit anyone or no one hit us because that would have been more de- more catastrophic. But um, but that car was a write-off, so then I ended up getting the Volvo. But both of them were manual because I, I just really like that. I like to drive sure. manual. I once had a Volvo before that that stretched the point, though, by being almost completely manual and then it had manual transmission, manual steering, and manual brakes. Is that too much? It's a lot of manual. Too much manual. It's too much, too much up to you. Right. Because, you know, like when you drive like, when you drive a car nowadays, you have like power assist that helps you turn the wheels. But this didn't. So you were manually turning the wheels as you turn the string wheel. Oh. It wasn't like a little engine, a little little motor helping you a little bit. You know, so when you like, when you would parallel park, you would be sweating by the end of it because you'd been doing so much heaving and hoeing of the (laughs) steering wheel and, you know, shifting and everything trying to get this thing to work but anyway so um so yeah I've, so i've driven the volvo for quite a few years now and i just thought i just felt like it was time and i kept to be uh, to be honest i wanted to put it off a bit longer right. i would have loved to be able to like kind of get through this covid time and get up to the other side of like this inflationary time we're living in yeah and come out the other side but my it was one of those things where like whenever i drove with lisa she'd be like I don't know how much longer this car's going to go. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, it'll go a bit longer. And then, but I was looking in, I was looking for a new car. Like, you know, I'd, I'd go on auto trader at night while I was laying, you know, laying on the couch. I would flip open the old tablet and go on Craigslist or go on, um, go on auto trader and look through the ads. And so finally I saw an ad for the car I'd been looking for for about four years now, um, which is the Subaru WRX, which is a very sporty car that's, almost all, almost always manual um had all-wheel drive which is something else i wanted so it had all the it ticked all the boxes and so i bought it i bought it uh on tuesday so i went and looked at it on sunday and and then i took it for a test drive and i pretty much decided on the test drive that i wanted the car <laughs> nice okay and i took it i left the dealership and they didn't even come with me they're like well enjoy the drive and i was like is that unusual it, I've always, whenever I've driven before, like gone on test drives, someone always would come with you. Okay. Maybe because of COVID times, they've stopped doing that. I don't right. know. I don't think they do that with young people. Yeah, you're looking for young, from what I've heard. <laughs> they do with young people. And that's children telling I think, you that. Yeah, yeah, children. They're excellent gauges. Yeah. Of, of, if, if you look older, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll let put you know. someone in the car with they'll you. They'll let you know. Uh, and so so I left, I drove out of there, drove down the street a ways. And then I was driving along and I was like, oh man, I want to take this in the freeway. Because I want to see how fast it'll go. <laughs> and I want to go into six gear, which I've never had a six gear manual uh, transmission okay, before. All right. So I was very excitedly turned, went onto the freeway 
zoomed along there. Not not too fast. Just sort of fast. Just, yeah. yeah just in case a, anyone's listening. A sensible speedy sensible speediness. Speed. But this, not, you know, not speeding. You're not admitting to speeding. Well, I'm not saying I wasn't speeding. I'm just saying no, it was no, a no, sensible you speeding. you saying that on the air. No, I would never admit to it in, you know, but the fact is that I was going a sensible speediness. You were going a gentleman's speed. Yes, very much so. And then I turned off the freeway. I was thinking, well, I'm getting a little too far away from where I started. Right. So I turned off the freeway. Then I realized it was one of those freeway thingies where there's no way to turn off in the other direction that maybe you could go around and come oh, back okay, in the direction right. you had come from. So then I had to go a different way and then up and then go along a different road and then back down through kind of a longer way. And the whole time I was thinking, I was driving in that part of it, I was thinking, oh, they're going to be phoning me <laughs> and asking where I am because I've been on the road for so long. And then, But I got back and... They were like, "Oh, did you enjoy it?" Of course, they're very friendly, yeah, yeah. and that kind of sell you a car. That kind of very fake yeah. friendliness you that people give them have. Thousands of dollars. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're friendly. So they're, you know, have you met my sales manager, Larry? Hey, how's it going today? <laughs> I hear you're a podcaster. <laughs> I hear you. That's neat. <laughs> well, I think it's more. I hear you have a wallet. <laughs> Welcome. And so, yeah, I went went to the. Oh, and when I before I took the car for a test drive, he he photocopied my driver's license just to have. A record of who I was, sure, so, sure. in case I decided to leave with the car. I'm gonna go on a really long test drive, maybe a ten-year test drive. So that's smart because it like goes down as soon as you drive it off the lot. Mm. So if it's always in a test drive, yeah. you've never driven it off the lot. Smart. <laughs> so then, so then I um, I brought it back, and then you know he asked how I thought about it. I, thought about it. I liked it a lot, and I thought it was very nice, but. I couldn't buy it without Lisa. I've got to talk a, to my wife. Yeah, I've got to talk to my wife. She's also involved in this thing. And then they make a little whip sound, and they go, what's <laughs> that? And like, I don't know. What don't year know. is this? Who's doing? Who's you making? Know, what's happening here? It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Mrs. Dedrick here has to talk to her. Like, what? 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 What's happening here? Meow. What year is this? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I left with my... Head hung low as a, right. to people's jeers and, and laughter. Yeah. He has to go talk to his wife. That's right. Give you a pair of truck nuts. Do you, <laughs> did you leave these behind? <laughs> so, it's like, what's with this dealership? This is, yeah, so, the cat's not liking these sexist jokes. <laughs> so then I... She's a lovely lady. So she's very refined. So then I... Um, we well, yeah, left. And so the next day I was at work. Yeah. And I had said we were going to come back that night, probably, and, and take a look at it. And uh, that the next night, and take a look at it. And so I got a call at work the next day, and it's the sales guy. And he's called, and he's really embarrassed, but he st- stole my driver's license. He accidentally forgot to return it. Oh. And so it was still in his office. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Don't worry. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I'll get it when I... I said, I will be coming tonight with my wife, so we'll I'll get it back for you then. Right. So that was great. So we went back that night, and, uh, and of course... He's like, well, do you want to take it for a test drive so your wife can see it? And I said, sure, we'll take it for a test That's drive. Right. So he gave you back my driver's license as well. So here's your driver's license. You would like to take it for a test drive Sorry, so your I wife can tell you what to do? <laughs> hey, high five and slap, slap. Like, uh, get out the wet towels, smacking your behind. I'm like, what, what kind of place is this? Here come to locker room cars. What do you think we do here? So then I... Uh, we went for another test drive, and I most I mostly drove, and then I I pulled over. And I'm like, okay, well, you should try it. You should try driving it too. So uh, Lisa doesn't really drive standard too much, though. Okay. So she'll you know she drives the Volvo, but and she can drive standard. Right. She can also drive a horse, which is very impressive. 
more impressive. And those are even, that's as standard as it gets. That's very standard. <laughs> one would say standard and also one would say autonomous. Sure. It has its own, it's a really yeah. independent steering. Yeah. It's all independent of you and your will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. say, uh, to be fair, it's one horsepower. You got to yes. get that. <laughs> but it's a powerful horse power. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You can say that. Hello, buddy. You can say that, but it's it's uh, it's very powerful in its own way. So, because um, a horsepower is more powerful than you, so it's. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, so she gets she gets in it. She's sitting in the seat, and she's she just starts driving in this little herky jerk because she's not used to this new transmission. And I was the same when I got in it the first time. I was kind of like, you know, because I'm driving used to driving my Volvo. And so I was pressing down on the gas and I was kind of boom, going forward, like, you know, and, and kind of jerking and, and I was like, okay, got to get, got to get together, got to get together here. Oh, you know, got to learn, cool. got to be, cool. be can't be Leadfoot Larry here. I got to just keep it, keep it uh, together. So I, and so, yeah, Lisa had the same sort of issue. So she drove for about, I don't know, three minutes. And then she's just like, okay, pull over. You drive, you drive this. Yeah. yeah. You, you go. Okay. I'm like, All right. Because we could have gone on the freeway and come. No, 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 it's fine. But we did go on the freeway. We went down because we were near White Rock. So we went down, right. down to White Rock, uh, the Marine Drive through White Rock and along by the beach. And then we, um, <laughs> then we went onto the freeway and oh, drove down and then came off and then came back around and parked to the place. And so that was great. And so then we pretty much agreed there. There and then that I wanted to buy it and and we were going to purchase it and so that was cool. So you went back and you said, "Listen, I need to talk to my other wife." <laughs> and then a lot of high five. A lot of high five. <laughs> then they were excited. <laughs> Suddenly they approved. Two wives. Woo! This guy's got it together. So so then I. Uh, I, so then he ha- he had to take my driver's license again <laughs> to photocopy it. This old scam. And, he, and he's like, you know, he says I cannot. Ha-, he says, you know, the funny thing is when I stole it, we're actually not allowed to have like your driver's license or even a picture of your driver's license. Like when you go, I have to shred it. Yeah. Because that by law. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, oh, interesting. So so uh, we paid a deposit, and then I had to go to the bank the next night after work to, to get money for to pay them. So I went to the bank. And they made you pay for the shredder they had to buy. <laughs> to get a bank draft. And I had to give them my, my debit card, obviously, and then a piece of ID. And I opened my wallet up, and my driver's license isn't there. And I'm like, I think you took my driver's license again. Oh. So I had I had other ID. So I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But I came back that night. Uh, listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I saw him and I said, I said, you know what? I think you still have my driver's license. He goes, no. And he goes and opens up the photocopier in his yeah. office or the printer in his office. And there it is sitting on Oh, no. <laughs> so he gave it back to me. I do have it now. So it's. Uh, I did manage to get out of there with it. It's, uh, wow. This is, uh, you know, I've, I was going a very different route on this, but uh, it sounds like he's got a crush on you. Like mm, this feels like mm. a lot of things like, hell, hey, ooh, I guess what you forgot. <laughs> Uh, back the thing is uh, maybe that's what it was. That's right. I am pretty young looking. Yeah, I'm not allowed to have a picture of you in the office, but I can in my wallet. <laughs> and that's your meat. Heat. If you do what I mean, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's how it all began. But anyway, I'm very, I'm very pleased with this car. It's very, it's very nice. And it's very, it's peppy. Yeah, I'll say that for it. It uh, goes when you ask it to, and then it has like neat things. Because we all want to have neat things in our car. So it has some um, push-button start. You know, so you don't, you don't have to put a key in and turn it. You just push a button. 
because you ha- you are somehow you have your fob in the vicinity of the 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 car. So when you walk up to it, it opens up for you. Oh, okay. Like it unlocks, and then you can push a button to go. It's pretty nice. It's a 2016, so it's not brand new, obviously, but but it's not. It's pretty low mileage or kilometerage, and uh, yeah, so far so good. Now, just just to be clear, because I think you've misled me on this before. What's a fob? <laughs> a f- I th- well, what a fob is in modern parlance is the 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 thing that has replaced your key, which is a right. a thick, an overly thick um, piece of plastic that has some buttons on it for pressing to, to open this trunk. one has a thing to open the trunk yeah and a thing to lock it okay cool. when you walk away and then it has a panic button as well to start the car alarm now a million years ago you and i um did a radio show yes we for, did it was cgiv is that right uh, if you say so i think well, it's uh, well you had a regular radio c-jive show. you had a regular radio show on the i network. did i don't remember the call call letters you don't remember, don't the, remember call the call letters, letters no okay it was uh, sfu radio yeah and uh, we sang a song and in the song, uh, we were talking about things we would do if we were ever rich. And, yes. and let me just say this. Yeah. Years before the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, man. We were so Oh, ahead of, don't even. I we mean, were like three years ahead of them. And years after Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof. So we cannot say <laughs> we, in really, any way, shape, or form we were, we, uh, yeah, uh, we were, you know. It's a rich mine that we, <laughs> a rich seam that we were also mining. Yeah, yes, that's right. So, yeah. you know, we're not thing. No. But one of the one of the things in it. Was uh, you would you'd have a nice vest was one of the things. Yes, and you know you'd have a fob in your vest. Yeah, uh, and what's uh, a fob? What's a fob? It's a pocket for a watch, which you know that's a fob. That was uh, how the line went. Yeah, uh, is that correct? That was not correct. It turns right, out, okay. you know it. Well, you know when you're a kid and you just assume things and you're too lazy to look up the actual definition. Right, it's good enough. It's good enough. Right. You, know, you go fine. through you go through life, you think that's a fob. Then you learn later on that the fob what a fob was, I think, in like in old days, was the the thing at the end of the pocket watch chain that you would put into the into the ah, pocket. Ah, okay. And I guess that's right. It's where I, a great word, fob. It is a great word, fob. Yeah, yeah. That I've misused for a long time because of you. <laughs> so that's that's fine. Good. That's fine. Apparently I tricked my brother as well because yeah. I I I heard someone at school say verbal phlegmacy, which I thought was hilarious. Right. Uh, I assumed they didn't know that they were saying the wrong word. And I just started using it as, a, as an expression. And my brother picked it up. Mm. And he ran with it. Okay. He didn't just pick it up. That's right. He took it. Named his business after. <laughs> pretty much. He named his, his window cleaning business after. Verbal, one of his children. Verbal phlegmacy cleaning. Yes, verbal phlegmacy Dedrick, his, his daughter. <laughs> and Well, yeah, I know, it's, I know it's a daughter from the name. Mm-hmm. Course. Enough to tell me like verbal flemacy, yeah, girl, yeah, I know, yeah, Jeez, yeah. What like verbal flemacy <laughs> would be a boy's name? I mean, you could, but Sorry. you'd be making a political I was, point. I know that you would know that, but not all of our listeners would know that. Right? I, Some is, of them are from Australia. There is an older cat in the room yeah. who would not know. Yeah. <laughs> it's true as well. And oh, it is all reversed in. Yeah. It is re- reversed in Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's like that whole fanny fanny thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they all have put shrimps in a barbecue, which is ridiculous. It all fall through. Yeah, it would make no sense at all. Makes no sense at all. But what a country. Anyway. <laughs> my, so Yakov Smirnov my, goes to Australia. <laughs> I was gonna just say What's my, with these sharks? <laughs> You've already got I, crocodiles. That's right. <laughs> that's right. In my country, we eat fish. In this country, fish eat feed you. you. <laughs> What a country! So, um, 
My brother took this and he just used it constantly. Like if he did something stupid yeah. and he got called in it, they'd say, like, why did you do that? He'd go, because my verbal phlegmacy is increasing. Like this just became this like, and I assumed that he was, he knew that it was like not yeah. real and that it was a, a, a joke. But one day <laughs> we were having, I was having dinner and he came in, like stomped in, stomped in. And yeah. like total gotcha moment, now, pointed at me. Was this company unexpectedly dropped by? No, he, we lived. We still lived together this oh, time. Okay, all right, very good. And he pointed at me, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Dave. I'm like, yeah, what, what? Verbal phlegmacy <laughs> isn't a word. And I was like, yeah, I know, because it's a joke. Like, duh. And oh, he was so mad. He was so mad. But what's funny? No, that's funny enough. That's pretty good. Is that later on, he became like an expert at making up words, like just to throw into conversation. Oh, all right. So his friends actually wrote a song about it, which maybe I talked about in the show really? before. Yeah. Okay. So his friends are songwriters or just... They well, just, no, they just uh, kind of wrote a little song. Mean, a mean, mean song. A little mean song. It was like... Uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, it started with Planktity, Man of a Thousand Eyes, Plentitude... A form of social bendosity. <laughs> it goes on from there. But I just like the... Pretty good song. Yeah. Man. I just like these words that he had started creating. I guess he just figured, oh, well, if you can just make up your own words, then, you know, social bendosity. Yeah. To- totally a thing. Planktity. I don't know. I don't know how Man of a Thousand Eyes enters into it. And then... I uh, mean, it's not, not wrong. And plentitude, plentitude, which is different than plentitude. Yeah. I think it's it's a uh, an, an abundance of plinths. Sure. I can. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of what it would be. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing that he took took up. Uh, when you get to a point where your friends write a song about you, <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're, you're you're famous problem. enough in your friend circle that you're listen, gonna... <laughs> they all get together <laughs> and talk about you behind your back. Yeah, you're right? at the you're at the point where they have to write a fucking song about it. Like if it really got bad, then they write a musical. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. And we opened it off Broadway. Come and watch it and be ashamed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's not Broadway good, but it's off Broadway good. Plenty, man of a thousand eyes. Plenty. The one thing you can't see is his old flaws. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Remember a fun thing about uh, about you know uh, you wrote a song and at one point you went oh oh no. This is just, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> yes. And this is such a great song to realize, like, that you copied but didn't know. <laughs> I wrote the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> you wrote the song, huh? Yep. <laughs> da, da, da. I mean, it's public domain, so. Yeah, it's fine. You know, if you want to say you wrote yeah. it, knock yourself out, but you're not copywriting it. A monkey climbed a monkey tree. Yeah, it was, it was fine, fine. I've got that. Uh, I, there's a couple of uh, Dave Dedrick songs that I have in my head for forever. <laughs> They'll never go away. Well, I think because I, I stole a famous tune for that one. But anyway, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not a songwriter. I'm a lyricist. Sure. You're yeah. a Topin. <laughs> I'm more of a, yeah. I'm, that's right. Let's say Tolkien, right? Like Oh, I said Topin. Listen, Bernie Topin. Oh, Bernie Topin. I, I was thinking J.R.R. Topin. <laughs> uh, you know, the famous, yes. he yes. wrote all of those elf songs for Elton John. <laughs> yes. yes. El, sorry, for Elvin John. Elton, El- Elvin, Elvin John. Elvin John. Ah, that's so J.R.R. Yeah. Topin yeah. wrote songs mm-hmm. for Elfin John. 
Their famous album. I love this. That is a <laughs> that is solid. Their famous album, Lord of the Johns. That's right. Um, yeah, I thought I thought when you said Tolkien, you just meant like because he would write songs in Lord of the Rings. Okay, but there's no music accompanied. You just would read these interminable songs. And Do you when think I, he had music in his head, he might have. But he does, no one ever asked, eh? No, I, someone might have asked him. I don't know. I'm no Tolkien expert. I can't even say his name a little while ago. Who was he friends with that was like another famous writer? C.S. Lewis. Yeah. The and C.S. another Lewis guy. Ever went, how's that song go? <laughs> Maybe. Over a pipe when they're, yeah. with their, meeting their friends. I think they had a club called the Inklings, right? Okay. Yeah, when they, I think they were all together at Oxford. Very male, male situation. Right. Well, because they were professors and you weren't allowed to be married and live in the, on, on, at Oxford. If you were married, you had to live away from Oxford. Why? I have no idea. I no idea. Okay. Don't ask me. I mean, I guess at the time it was all male yeah. po- school population. So maybe women would throw off the chemistry. I have no idea. Be too attractive to males. Or the, all, women's, would be, right. all the boys would hurt their necks with their head whipping around to look at some <laughs> sure, woman okay. strolling across the commons. Huh. Okay. I was trying to look at a woman crossing the quad and I broke my neck. Yeah. So I really didn't. I don't know. Okay. Or just just the usual male chauvinism and ridiculous rules to keep women out of things. Okay, fair enough. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, and then they all opened up car dealerships. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, they, but yeah, Tolkien wrote songs and didn't. Uh, yeah, didn't include the music. Yeah. So when you read Lord of the Rings, the first time when you read Lord of the Rings, you read through all these songs. When you read it again, you just skip those because they don't actually advance the plot or anything. They're just long, interminable. Page yeah, no one, no one like later on just goes, uh, well, there's a riddle to uh, get through this gate. Do you remember that song? <laughs> Did you read everything? Did you read all the songs? It never comes out. Well, mm, I guess someone didn't read the song. They might have some historical import or whatever, sure. but you're not really missing very much by skipping them the, your second or third read through. Okay. In my opinion. And I'm, I am, uh, you know, I'm 99% sure someone's written uh, music for every one of those songs. Well, you might be right. I, no, I no, 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 no. I'm right. <laughs> someone has written. There's no way with that kind of fandom, someone didn't like write music for absolutely every mm. one of those songs. If you named any of those songs, and I looked them up on YouTube, they would be there right now with the music. Absolutely. Um, it would not necessarily be the music, <laughs> but it would be music. Sometime in the mid-70s, crazy science fiction author Philip K. Dick wrote a book called Valis. Right. You're a big Dick uh, fan. I'm right? a huge Dick fan. That's right. Huge Dick fan, well-known fact about me. I have a shirt that says that. Big Dick fan. Yep. And he wrote this book. It's, 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 you can wear that shirt around Oxford if you want. You can. Yeah, you can. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. As long as you're not goes, married. As long as you're not married. That's right. I have to leave. Get out of here, you weirdo. Of course he's not married. He's a huge Dick fan. <laughs> what? That doesn't mean he can't be married. Do I go to this school? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He wrote this book called <laughs> he wrote this book called Valis, which st- I think stands for Va- Vast Active Land Intelligence System. I could be wrong. Something like that. All right, sure. Uh, and it stemmed from he had a uh, episode where he felt like he had been taken over by another entity. Oh, okay. That was controlling what he was doing and was sending him messages and and so as things as banal as making him change the tab settings on his typewriter oh. to telling him that his son had a heart defect, then he should go to the doctor, which was true. His son did have a heart defect, and the doctor discovered it when he took his son there. Okay. So he wrote this book about this thing. It's a very crazy book. It's about a character named Horse, Le- horse Lover Fat. Dick is German for fat. Okay. Philip is Horse Lover. Okay. So it's a very thinly veiled book about him. 
but it's also bonkers. But one time I was at a pawn shop. I was actually looking for CDs that had been stolen. But I was at this pawn shop. From you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a long time ago. Okay. But uh, I went on this long trudge along Granville Street going through pawn shops looking to see if someone had sold them in these pawn shops. Only at the very end to talk to this pawn shop owner who said, he said even if someone bought them, they would just be like, they would just be gone. They would be, they'll be in someone else's pawn shop somewhere else. I was like, oh, okay, that's too bad. But when I was there, when I was looking through the CD racks, I found this opera that someone had written about Vallis, about the Philip K. Dick book, Vallis. Oh, wow. And I was very excited to find it. Only it was, I think, probably a stolen CD. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have a booklet with it. And so I was just like, uh, nah. And so I didn't buy it. And I often think about it because I've never seen it since then. And I just think about it now. I probably could find that online now. But at the time, I just, you know, it never, saw, it never came, it never saw it any other place I ever went to. And I've always kind of wondered, wow, I wonder what that was like. A, an opera about Philip K. Dick's book, Phallus, which really crazy hmm. crazy thing it's crazy already crazy but you just added the craziness to it by writing it as an opera i'll have one of these days i'll maybe when i'm hearing this listening to the show tomorrow or on saturday i should say uh there's some alarm going off right now you hear it? yeah yeah is that your alarm i don't know we're gonna try and hunt down mm. what it is maybe it's a maybe it's a, an alarm for uh pill time yeah maybe it was her which... no, that was brand Man, yeah, that was too, that was too methodical. Too methodical for a cat. For a cat, yeah. Okay. But I am gonna still give the cat a treat. Okay, now that you're up. Uh, you think this cat's a robot? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna still give a cat. You a can treat. still give it give her a treat please, though. Please continue. Oh, oh, I don't I don't know if I can continue it. It's hard to have a one sided conversation. But anyway, what was I talking about? What were they talking about? You were talking about uh, this opera or uh, horse thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I think happened? I think my phone went off upstairs. Okay. And then my wife uh, took care of it. Ah. That's what I think. I okay. think that's how that story went. So you had a treat alarm set on your phone. That's right. It, it went like, off. Yeah. Cat treat alarm. This says cat treat if you turn on your phone. And you're like, oh, I'll better go downstairs and give the cat a treat. But you're so, already here. So with that uh, opera, mm-hmm. do you think they made a bunch of them? Or this was the only one and then uh, someone, you know, either passed away or, you know, uh, moved out and the, the person just like sold all their CDs and just said, take no, no. them all. I think it was an actual, it was an actual release. Oh, it was a like release. It, it was okay, actually, right. it was an it official was CD. It yeah, yeah. It wasn't a homemade vanity. one. Vanity. It wasn't a homemade, I mean, it might've been a vanity one, but it was like, you know, it had like a label on right. on the CD and everything. Not like a literally label, but it had printing on the, on the CD. And, you know, it was in a jewel case. It was just missing the front part of the, ah. the booklet. And I, and, you know, it's too fastidious and fussy to just buy something like that also i felt like it was stolen <laughs> so that was the other yeah thing. yeah that's the other thing that was a really probably de- stolen yeah. it was a really depressing part of that whole trip like going through that area was you'd go into these pawn shops and no matter what this guy said in the one pawn shop because you go into pawn shops and they would literally have like cd wallets full filled with cds yeah for sale yeah like they're obviously just like taken out of someone's car this is at a time when CDs had value, not like nowadays. But in those days, CDs had value. Like now, I could just leave CDs spread all over my car. I could leave them on top of my car, yeah. like this on the roof of my car, and people would just walk by. But yeah. in those days, people would actually break into your car to steal the CDs. That's the kind of value they once had. I know it's hard to believe people don't believe that, but it's true. No, I, I well, I there was a guy I know who uh, 
you know, uh, basically had a bologna sandwich stolen from his uh, backseat of his car. Mm. Did, did they break into the, like yeah, they, they smashed the window? Yeah, they smashed the window for the bologna that's sandwich. That's pretty rare, but nowadays that's more likely to happen than someone steal your yeah. CDs. I mean, it might have been a really good bologna sandwich. Maybe he had, maybe he had, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the guy is a celebrity now. So, mm. you know, hey, you maybe got the it. sandwich of the guy from Stargate. Okay. Pretty good. Not the good Stargate. Oh. But, and not the second best Stargate. Oh, dear. Uh, fifth but, but, fifth uh, best? Uh, third. Maybe oh, third best Stargate. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> it's not bad. Pretty yeah. Good. It's better than Stargate Infinity. Which is... They tour around the galaxy. Stargate Infinity. The only one that's got a theme song. Is that really the theme the song? Anima- the animated, <laughs> oh, the animated, it's the animated one. Okay, that's okay. right. Which uh, is a very strange... Uh, okay. Because the Stargate TV show, they're uh, fighting yeah. the Gauld. And, uh, and, Sorry, you know, the Gauld. The Gauld. Okay. Uh, that's the villains. Sure. Uh, lizard. Uh, or like snake-like beings that will, mm. uh, you know, be inside you. and Not, and, not Egyptians. Yeah, they're... Oh, I see. Well, they they okay. They did uh, do some business in Egypt, so a lot of the gods uh, of Egypt okay. were actually aliens. Because wasn't like the original Stargate? It's like they went back to yep. some sort of Egyptian time. Or yeah, whatever. and it was the fellow from Crying Game who yeah, was, uh, Jay Davidson. There. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on the TV show, they were fighting the Gauld who were trying yeah. to like take over Earth and whatnot. Uh, but you know, they were trying to fight mm-hmm. them. But who knows what's what? Uh, but the cartoon series. Uh, starts with after we defeated the Gauld, da 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 happened, and then we went to space and we had these crazy adventures. And I was like, oh, I guess you def- that that was a lot of spoilers there. <laughs> you defeated the Gauld, huh? Well, it's fine then. All right, good to know. You know, a little weird thing that you can uh, have the cartoon show let us know that and uh, what have you. And then yeah, they they go around the galaxy and uh, have adventures. It was not a good show. <laughs> Some hmm. of the Stargates were all right. Stargate the TV show is better than Stargate the the movie for sure. Really? Oh, I've only seen the movie. Very much so. Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Uh, James Spader. Ah, oh, James Spader. That's right. Yeah. Huh. James Spader is the nerd. Uh, oh. yeah, Kurt Russell is the toughest nails military. He's guy. a military guy. <laughs> this is yeah. yeah. That seems like they typecast that movie. Yeah, and in the TV show, Richard Dean Anderson takes over for the Kurt Russell part. Mm, mm. Uh, good old MacGyver. I see. Yeah, I see. And occasionally they'll do a joke about MacGyver in the show, and he'll like roll his eyes, uh, almost you know, knowingly, and they're like, mm-hmm. so "Yeah, it's not odd. the best." <laughs> it's kind of odd. It's kind of. I guess that's part of Stargate's appeal. It's a uh, third wall breaking or fourth wall breaking. We broke third walls and fourth walls. Yeah, sometimes the fifth wall. They will go through time. <laughs> it would break time. Yeah. They'll break time itself and say, like, hey, you know, the gold are defeated. What? But the, we shouldn't know that yet. Eh, there you are. There you are. How well, has Mary Poppins never been an animated series? It's owned by Disney. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, Disney is the ones who go, uh, uh, Aladdin, uh, uh, make it an animated series. Hercules, make it an animated series. Everything. It's an animated mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Timon and Pumbaa, uh, spin them off, make them an animated series. Well, we got uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, so she's like a nanny. Who looks after kids and she's magic. I wonder if they're limited to what they can, what how they can use the... Because uh, it's a book character, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how come there's not an Alice in Wonderland? Was there ever any... You, you feel like... Yeah. I mean, the Mad Hatter just showed up fucking everywhere. Yeah. You know, and everything. I mean... Uh, Same with the Jungle Book. They're really only... No. But they do... Oh, they did that spin... Tail spin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> But are there actual characters from, like, is Baloo in that? Yeah, Baloo is the lead. Okay. 
He's right. the he's Never the pilot. Mind. Shir Khan. Never mind and Shir Khan is. Baloo is the pilot. That doesn't seem very responsible. Well, it's bare necessities of life. He's got to pay for him, so he has a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you don't want a guy who's just only about the bare necessities. And I, I would want somebody who's about the I don't know, like taking care of things a he's little bit better. He's one of the greatest pilots you'll ever meet. He's no uh, Launchpad McQuack, but he's pretty good. <laughs> and I'm, then Shir Khan is the uh, villain, but it was it was like a businessman, businessman uh, lion. Oh, sorry, tiger. I watched the crying game a little while ago. I thought it, I thought it held up pretty well, actually. You know, you think somebody from the '90s dealing with that subject matter, you're going to be like, "Oh boy!" But I thought it was, I like I like that movie a lot. And I saw it with Lisa though. The school principal she worked at the time had given away the uh, the spoiler. Oh yeah. At a school meeting, just walked in and stated the uh, spoiler. He, he came he came into the room and just went, "Hey, you want to see a, a scene from the crying game?" And everyone, yeah, <laughs> let's see it. And he took his dick out. <laughs> he pulled his pants down. <laughs> I like to think that because that vice principal was my vice principal when I was in elementary school. Okay. And he seemed really old then. <laughs> but he must not have been that old. He seemed really old because I was a little kid. But he pulled my ear one time, so I never liked that. Oh, man. well, I've, I had that happen to me once, and so fuck that guy. Yeah, so I never really liked him very much. Is he still alive? Do you want to go after him? No, I think, he's, I think he's passed away now. Good. He can rest in peace. That's fine. No, he's burning in hell. It's fine. <laughs> I just don't, I don't he's getting so. his ears pulled by... Uh... <laughs> I hope not, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, he gave it away. So, Lisa, her reaction to it was a lot different than mine, where mine was just kind of, I didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. So, I was just like, what? Or she was like, ugh, that old thing. <laughs> Whatever her reaction was. Or I already, I already know it's coming. That's a drag, because it was a good reveal. It was a great reveal. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, Tailspin. Just to Actually, think about it. Uh, if I, it was on TV, I'd watch it again, actually. I don't commonly rewatch movies, as you know. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Don Rosa, uh, the uh, Uncle Scrooge comic writer, yes, uh, wrote an episode of Tailspin. I see. Yeah. Oh, two two episodes. Hmm. It came beneath the sea the sea duck. That's not. And I only have ice for you. Well, that was a gag that was in a Warner Brothers cartoon, but still. <laughs> this, maybe he doesn't name them. I guess. Yeah, that's all. I mean, it's all it's all fine. It's like headlines are written by someone separate from the writer of the the article. Yeah. I'm just looking to see like if there's any other characters from uh from, no it's like there's two characters from uh from like uh, Jungle Book and then that's the end of it. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> well, who else are they going to oh, use? Oh wait, I'm lying. Uh Louis uh King Louis was also in it. Oh, uh, okay. 3. 3. All that's right. it. Yeah. That's bullshit. Right? That's nonsense. I guess. Where's Sheer uh, so Sheer Khan. What was the name of the uh Bagheera, right? Bagheera, Bagheera. yeah. Bagheera. Yeah. Where's Bagheera? Kira res- doesn't show up. Too responsible. Ugh, that's that's plus not. plus. Mister French wasn't available. Okay, so Baloo's full name mm-hmm. was uh, Baloo von Brunwald uh, the Thirteenth. That's dumb, and that's that's an that's a add-on. That's not in the book, so I don't I don't accept that. Yeah, and there was a uh, okay. Here's uh, can you guess what's the physical difference between Baloo? Yeah, uh, the Tailspin character. Yes, and Baloo. The Jungle Book character in the anime Jungle One Book. One of them has a brain. Uh, they both have brains. Oh. They both uh, have brains. One has... Major physical difference. Major physical difference. You're right. The penis. One had <laughs> external genitalia. No. That is the bare necessities. <laughs> Take a look at this scene. A scene from the crime game. I'm giving you a spoiler. Just look down. It's still a good movie to watch. But 
please look at my crotch. That's a spoiler for the crying game. <laughs> that is quite a difference. Okay, so was it color Wait, related? Did Mowgli see that? Oh crap! Was <laughs> it was it color related? Did one of the, were they different color? It's not color, color related. Oh, okay. No. Um, was it ear related? It was not ear related. No. It is a major physical difference. Major physical difference. Major physical difference. Uh, he was left-handed in the movie, but he was right-handed on the TV show. You're in the right area. Uh, he had paws in the movie, but in the show he had to have uh, moving fingers so he could pilot. That's absolutely correct. That was what it was. He has uh, four fingers uh, in the uh, in the in the uh, TV show, but yes, he has paws like a bear. Ah, in the yeah. Because he, you know, eats bugs and shit, and it refreshes. Yeah, and he probably goes to a restaurant, nice restaurant, and the uh, and the other one. Yeah, that's a uh, weird. <laughs> it's kind of odd because yeah, it doesn't really matter. Wh- what? Wait a second. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Okay. Hold the phone. Yeah. And there were characters in there called the Air Pirates. What? Oh, what's going on? I guess they. I guess oh. you know what. When Disney sued them, he they must have got control of their uh... right because that was an underground comic book. Yes. That uh, used Disney characters, yes. famously got sued, famously lost. Mm-hmm. And so then they used the name The Air Pirates. Uh, yeah, Head Air Pirate was voiced by Jim Cummings, who does everything. Mm. Uh, ooh. Huh. That is uh, very, very interesting. That seems a little mean. That is uh, a little... Well, either it's uh, cheeky or it's mean. Maybe it was a little bit of a... Maybe it was a tribute to, to The Air Pirates. Yeah, I mean, it's a little nice uh, winkety-bink. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's uh, let's go with that. Yeah, that was um, that was an odd thing to do to test your to uh, plant your flag and testing your your free speech rights over copyrighted mm-hmm. trademark material from a giant corporation <laughs> that uh, as w- was is and will always be very protective of its copyright. Yeah, and why you'd want to like poke that. Mouse, I don't know, but or that bear, or that bear, in Baloo's case, in Baloo's case, or that duck, or any any of their animals. Why would you want to poke them? You know, I mean, it, I'm sure. That, like, I mean, part of it is they grew up reading those comics. You know, they were kids. They were late '40s, '50s kids who grew up reading. You know, the great Lloyd Gottfredson, Mickey Mouse comic strips in the paper, mm-hmm. and they took that style into their comics. Like, like you'd have a whole week where. Mickey's trying to commit suicide. He's just depressed. Sure. And he's trying to kill himself. It's a great, hey, you know what? Pretty good. Pretty good run. It's a great gag in a, in a Buster Keaton movie, and it's a great gag in a Harold Lloyd movie, too. So, you know, it's uh, it's have fun with it. And Mickey was a, car- a comedy character. He wasn't a role model. Yeah. He wasn't telling kids, hey, don't do drugs. Because <laughs> what drugs would you not be doing back then? Yeah. They, they'd be like, All of them. You do them. Do drugs. Yeah. Have at it. <laughs> have fun. So... Um. Yeah, I just I I can see where they're coming from. They maybe should have slightly. I mean, they could have done it and had different because there was Mickey Rat as well that was drawn by the guy right. who drew in uh, I think in Zap, and you know he was fine. That's parody. You can do whatever you want, but their insistence on using the actual isn't it? Just thinking now that it's kind of it's kind of funny how much of the underground comics were like based in old timey cartooning. Well, I think they were based on the Tijuana Bibles. Like, like I would definitely say those were the father of and underground, like Crumb and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say you know if you have a Tijuana Bible, you know of like Little Abner, you know uh, fucking everybody. Yeah, and then you know then you're doing an underground comic. They're not a million miles different. Mm. Probably part of it because you're just 
poking people in the nose in the face or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Tweaking people's noses. Yeah, you're also with, you're doing with your content. Of a, a dirty comic, you know, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. But like even Sherry Flanagan with Bonnie and Slats, that that feels like a really old style comic. Mm-hmm. You know, like the st- the style of the drawings are very old feeling. Who's sorry, he just passed away like just a couple of days ago. Uh, the person who did Binky Brown and the uh, oh Justin know. Green, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, mm-hmm. that was he. He was a big uh, influence. Uh, in, I didn't know uh, he passed away. Yeah, That's he, just, he just passed away. Yeah, uh, um, Alien Kaminsky Crumb posted a piece of original art by him. And yeah, talked about how important he it was. Did to uh, autobiographical stuff. Binky Brown meets the Holy Holy or the Virgin Mary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which you know, again, it was stuff that really pushed boundaries, but mm-hmm. You know, uh, was you know a really big influence on a lot of uh, yeah cartoonists. And spent the rest of his life working as a sign painter. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't really do much in the way of comic art after that. I guess he got it out of his system. He said what he wanted to say. And that was good enough. Yeah. So the so so it's the Binky Brown book. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that self published? Was that uh... I think it was published through Ripoff Press or one of those local the San Francisco group uh, okay. publishers. But it was an oversized comic. The one I have anyway is oversized. It's like uh, it's bigger than a magazine comic size. It's uh, quite quite large. Yeah, it was pa- published by Last Gaps. Oh, uh, Last Gaps, but a San Francisco yeah, one. Yeah, se- in seventy two. But I was wondering about something like that. Did that ever like go out of print in any form, or was it like constantly being reprinted? It was always around because yeah. that, that's a publisher that can do that. And uh, believe it or not, despite a kind of a tricky syndication or, or distribution system, people did pretty well with with the underground comics of that time period. Like. You know, you could make good money. Yeah. You know, Crumb did really well. But, I mean, he was probably the best of, of all of them, obviously, and, and also the most prolific. But all of them did pretty well, you know. There's most, a reason. I'm just going to say the, mo- okay. the most recent version. Like, it was Last Gasp, Echo Funnies was the first publisher in yeah. 72. Yeah. 95, it was republished by Last Gasp. Mm. Uh, the Binky Brown Sampler, that was a soft color, cover okay. co- collection. But then in 2009, uh, Binky Brown meets the Holy Virgin Mary was published by McSweeney's. I think Last Gasp is uh, out of business now. So. Yeah, so McSweeney's took that over and mm-hmm. it became a deluxe hardcover. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was always, you know, going. There's always been a version of it out there. It's very interesting, a little harrowing. Um, it's kind of, obviously, the inspiration for people like Chester Brown and and that kind of let and, it all... It crumb also. Let like it all hang crumbs, out. Yeah. yeah, both crumbs. Miski and uh, Robert, yeah. Yeah, I think she was more of an influence on him than, than Justin Green. In terms of like being right there and kind of pushing him to to go in a direction that made him very unpopular. <laughs> Robert, quit drawing all your sweet big footed characters, and I want you to get really serious about your your issues. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Jim Woodering also uh, said uh, his autobiographical work has never been surpassed. No, I would say it's definitely the the ne plus ultra. You know the the you know then also the kind of ur text of of all autobiographical comics since then you know to be both scathingly honest and uh self-critical to a degree that's almost uh masochistic well you know something mm-hmm. i should read it sometime you never read it nope it might resonate with you particularly since it's by a, ca- a catholic someone yeah, who yeah, went yeah. through uh, no, a heavy catholic like education bang up my alley mm-hmm, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh there we go all right i will <laughs> yeah, you might, I'm gonna you might find. Like you know what? I'm gonna find uh, the 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 a nice comic shop to buy it from. Good luck. Yeah. Good no, luck. No, no. There's a couple. There's a couple. A couple of weirdos out there that'll. Uh, that I think we'll have it. I didn't know the comic shop was completely gone now. Yeah. 
been a few years, I imagine. Been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, couple, uh, one of the guys from the comic shop now works at uh, Eighth Dimension. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a drag that uh, the comic shop has gone. It was like what a landmark for a while. Yeah. For a while, it was kind of the perfect comic store. I thought mm. like it was one of the most well laid out comic stores, and just <clears throat> such a good energy to it. I would love to see the old commer- the TV commercials uh, for it, but I, I don't know where any of those are. Yeah, I don't know where you'd see those. That's how I found out about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like I and I do, and I do remember like you know that the ad would begin with the comic shop has. New comics. And it was very wooden to read on it, but it was like new comics. Well, that's interesting. Well, let's, we should go there. Yeah. So, yeah. First time I ever went there, I bought a copy of X Men. I think like eighteen, number eighteen. Wow. Like one of the original ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it had it wasn't a Kirby, uh, but it it had a character called Mimic in it, mm. and I bought that, and I was like, oh, this is such an old comic. <laughs> And it cost me a little bit. And yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. But it's like, no, you should. It's like, oh, it was, oh, it's so old. You gotta be a fan. So pretty good. And yeah. I bought the issue later. Like, next time I went in, I bought the issue where Professor X dies. Mm. Like he's dead. He's Never coming back. Never, Never see him back. again. And he came back and it was like, oh, that was just an alien. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> Seems a bit of a... And I was like, this set the tone for a lot of X-Men stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Jean Grey's dead. No, no, no. Hmm? That was an alien. Oh, Again, it was like, yeah. <laughs> it's the same fucking story. Like, yeah, it's just an alien pretending what, to be here. One of those bug ones? Mm-hmm. I I guess I discovered it because that was a pretty regular haunt, West 4th Avenue. Because that was sort of the place you go to for used record stores and used bookstores yeah. and things. In, in, that, in those days, that Zulu was the... Zulu Records was there? That was the bohemian part of town where, yeah. the, where the hippies used to hang out. So they had a lot of holdovers from that era. Would there be head shops around there? I don't remember any I don't remember head shops being... I think head shops kind of started to phase out by that point. There, there was still, still like a, a load of the in Westminster. Because mm. when I went to college, uh, yeah. yeah, Columbia Street had uh, still... That's tons a, of that was a real depressed area in those days. Like now it's, a lot, it's changed a lot since then, but... In those days, that was... Well, they had the video arcades in the back of the head shops. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to play a real Ghostbusters game, I had to go walk past a lot of bongs. <laughs> and get an offer to be a male prostitute. Oh, well. Yeah. That's char- hey, flattering. You know what? Later on, I found that flattering. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> and I- I'm going to tell the story real fast. Yeah. Here was the story of me uh, getting offered a job. As a male prostitute, yeah. I'm in college at the time, uh, and um, I'm walking into uh, you know the head shop yeah. to play a video game, and uh, a guy comes up and goes, "Hey, you like uh, you like the girls?" And I'm like, "What?" Oh no, he asked me first, "Do you like the boys?" I'm like, "What? Do you like the boys?" Uh, oh no, no, not really. Ah, oh, you like the okay. Here's what you do: you uh, you go be with the boys, you make the money, and then you spend it on the girls. I was like, oh, that's how that works. <laughs> that's what the, the girls like. I said, no, that's right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, so all these guys that are turning tricks yeah. are really just trying to save up to buy their uh, best gal something nice. Sure. You know, that nice, mm-hmm. shiny necklace that they want yeah. so much. And it's just like, hey, you want to know how many hand jobs this costs? <laughs> uh, no, no, thanks. So I, mm. I said, no. It seemed like an unsafe time for that, too. So. 
Yeah. Good you good you said no. Well, I really wanted to play that uh Oh, real, that's what it was. You were real the, more into the, game. Uh, I would have I was pretty tempted, but I really wanted to play the video game. Yeah, there was like two games I was obsessed with. One was a kung fu game and one mm. was uh, the real Ghostbusters. Even though to be, if I'm being honest, Real Ghostbusters the game had very little to do with the the Ghostbusters uh movie. Less to do with the TV show. Wow. It was immediately you were in another dimension. You're just shooting <laughs> your beams all over the place. Yeah. Much like you would as a male prostitute. <laughs> and then you take the money and you spend it on a nice lady. <laughs> you can trust me. Yeah. Like, yeesh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, again, it's nice to get offered a job. It's, you know, it's works work flattering. It is flattering. That's right. You know, I was trying to be an actor at the time, so you know, any uh, <laughs> any attention, anything. Yeah. Oh, me? Well, I never pull How, up fan. Here's a here's a copy of my headshot. <laughs> <laughs> it's also yeah. Also, it's yeah, part so of the job. So you do the headshot. <laughs> we we called something different the headshot. <laughs> do you take the money and you buy your lady some flowers? <laughs> and you always know what you did for the flowers uh what's the best best part of that story is that someone bought that line that line worked otherwise he wouldn't have said it to you mm. that line had some got some guys going yeah just rub one out take the money <laughs> buy buy my gal some yeah flowers well because you gotta i think the thing is you gotta say like Oh, you can't ever admit that you were like, you know, gay male prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Can't possibly that. But no, 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 no. no, no. no. This is all about the women. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, that's what this is about. I, sure. I wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who said anything about this is just a job. That's right. That's right. You and me, we're both. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> The very idea, sir. This is a commercial exchange. I mean, we are just pure, pure purely pure business. business. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought someone here liked capitalism, <laughs> but I guess we got ourselves a socialist. That's right. It's one thing I've learned as a male prostitute: you can just write it off. That's right. Write it all off. Your life and everything that comes with it. Yeah. Again, nothing against anyone who's a who's a sex worker, but that guy had a bad pitch. <laughs> And I think was a well, bad guy, also a bad guy. So uh, yeah, did not uh, did not do that. Well, I think there are different levels of different strokes for different folks. Yeah, sure. About there to you say. go. That's that's you do the different strokes <laughs> with some different folks. <laughs> then you take the money and you buy the lady a puppy. <laughs> sure. He's a nice dog. The dog walks down the street with the lady. Yeah. You drive up in your car. <laughs> And people go, who's that young guy? <laughs> with that the other must, guy. That must be <laughs> the guy in the car. He must be taking a test drive. That's how it works. The test drive is what they call it. It's what we have a name for. It. We call it the test drive. And you and we say, do you want the manual? You go, yes, I want the manual. It means something different. That's right. Can you drive stick if you know what I mean? Yeah, it means something different. Do you want to go onto the highway? It means something different. But uh, don't let him take your driver's license. <laughs> Legally, he can't have it. Yeah. That's silly. <laughs> I've got a completely different thing that I want to ask. Just oh, to sure, go ahead. Because just thinking about Tailspin made me think of like DuckTales, maybe think mm. of Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. 
um, or Scrooge McDuck, if I'm using his real Christian name, um, uh, was 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 Scrooge, Uncle yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. Was he a comic character first? Yeah. Okay, very good. Was he? I don't think he started in any like cartoon. He wasn't. Of, he wasn't in a cartoon first of then. that time. No, I don't think he was, was in any cartoons of that time. I think right, he was right. strictly a comic book character. So he was a comic book character that later became. Well, I wonder if he's the only uh, Disney character that was a comic book character first and then became like a, a character in a thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't don't know enough about Disney to answer that. I mean, he must have been. He was popular enough. Yeah. That people knew him. So that when they did, like, Disney Christmas Carol, it was like, oh, of course, Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. You, of course we're going to use him. But if you, but before then, I think, I think, yeah. he was only in comics. and uh, that That's speaks, so iconic for kids. But I that think. speaks yeah. well to comics, that, like, there was a Disney character that was just in the comic yeah. books and was popular enough that, you know, uh, got into the culture. I think, but I think people would, if you said to them... Like Uncle Scrooge, the 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 explorer of the Andes or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "What?" You know, but if you said Uncle Scrooge who swims around in his money vault, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that that guy." Yeah, that's that's the I, that's the iconic view of him. You know, I don't think they would know of him as sort of a a character that was in adventure comics. Mm. He's a comedy character. He's a funny character, and so Ducktales, even though it's following very much in the footsteps of what Carl Barks laid down. I think people would think of that as like a unique take on the character. Yeah, I mean, I I do like that in Ducktales he is still uh, an asshole. Like he is someone who will risk like uh, his family's life to uh, make money. Yeah, he's a jerk, but he's also an adventurer and a hero. But he's also a jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's pretty good. If yeah, you yeah. Can, if you can pull off that balance, uh, bless you. Mm. Um, okay, so the my my uncle Scrooge question for you: Forbes re- regularly lists the top fictional characters' wealth. Okay. Fictional fiction sure. is what they say. Sure. Okay. Daddy so, Warbucks. Uh, uh, they, they listed him from 2002 to 2013. Uh, first of all, give me a year in there that you want. That you want. Oh, okay. Let's go with... Let's just go 2002, sure. 2002. Okay. Yeah. the first time they listed This him. is a year after they discovered a monolith on the moon. Very good. How much was Uncle Scrooge worth yep. financially yep. in 2002? Now, remembering... Uh, we just had nine eleven, and that affected Uncle Scrooge quite a bit. Is that right? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was. Some people thought he was to blame. Because <laughs> um, of El Quaquita. Okay. <laughs> do you want? Do you want another shot of that? El Quaquita. El Quaquita. <laughs> El Quaquita. Oh, that's very better. That's very. That's better. Sorry, El Quaquita. That's the better one. Thank you for editing that for me. That's okay. You know, I started it, but you finished it. No, That's it's good. all fine. That's good. It's teamwork. It's all fine. That's good. We had to workshop it a bit, but it all worked out. Everything's fine. Um, let's so see. So, how now. much money did Uncle Scrooge have in 2002? I'm going to say he had. Go higher. <laughs> $50 million. Oh, dude. What? Dude. What? Dude, so not even close. Really? Way higher. Way higher? Oh, shucks. Way <laughs> fucking higher. Oh, and by sorry. the way, this is the yeah. least amount of money he's ever had. Oh, like, is that right? It listed. Okay, yeah, so still. I said 50 million? Oh, let me say 400 million. Oh. <laughs> what? Look, look, that's way too low. Really? Way too low. Oh, my gosh. Look, go. Like, what is he, made of money? All right, he is made take, of money. take the amount you're thinking now. Yeah. Double it, double it, double it, double it, double it. <laughs> how, much it how much you got? Is he worth like $5 billion? He is worth in 2002. 2002. He was worth 8.2 billion dollars. What? What in, were his assets? These that they're, that they're in 2013. Yeah. 
He was worth uh, $65 billion. Holy cow. What has he got? Like, he must have like like a lot of companies and things. I, don't, I didn't realize he was... I thought he just had a bank full of money, a bank vault full of money. I don't know what to tell you. So he owns like he owns like a shipping line, and he owns. Is that is that what I'm understanding? He, he also, I mean, he I, has oil I, oil I wells. Could, I could get into it. I could get into it more. Oh my god! Okay, he was the number in 2013. He was the number one. Yeah. Fictional character. Wow. And I think we've probably gone through these before, but fuck if it's not fun. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. You know what? Let's just go through. Let's go through the top ten. Okay. What the hell? Yeah. So number one is Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. We've okay. established sure. that. Sure. Number two yeah. is from uh, an author we have talked about in this episode. An author we've talked about in this episode? In this episode. Okay. An author we've talked about in this and episode. Classically, yeah. in our show, yeah. we have talked about this character, mm. episode one. Really? Yeah. First episode of the show, we spent a long time on this character. Is that right? Yeah. Number two, Full. richest fictional character. If only I had listened to that. Uh, it's, not, it's not Bruce Wayne, is it? It is not. We did not talk about Bruce, Bruce Wayne. I'll, I'll tell you is number six. Number six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two. Number two. We talked first episode. I like, talked about it a shitload. I've never listened to that episode. Well, you might have looked at the image. Oh, Smog the Dragon. Smog the Dragon is number two. But he's not. Oh, I see. He's a fictional character. Okay, number yeah. two. Yeah, I guess he's got a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one. Uh, I don't like this one. But okay. number number three is uh, from uh, a set of uh, novels, okay, and a set of movies mm. that uh, us us older fellows look down our noses at. Oh, these are Twilight novels. Yeah, so, the Cullens. That's so right. the Cullen family. Or, yeah, uh, that's right. Number four. Okay. Number four. Uh, this is a character who uh, exists in. Uh, Wait, how come you didn't like number three? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I think you got like uh, Uncle Scrooge has a ridiculous cartoonish amount of gold. Yeah, and then you know, Smog has a ridiculous all... amount of. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Smog yeah. has like rooms of gold that yeah. he sits on. Yeah. I can't see the Cullens yeah. having that amount of. They just invested very well. Yeah, through the years, I guess so. Yeah. Like also though, if you have that amount of money, yeah, you're gonna get noticed. That's a dumb thing for a vampire to be doing. For a vampire who's just like, <laughs> well, we they, like they, they 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 do live comfortably, but they don't. They're not really flashy. Although he does drive a pretty nice car in the movie, right? Yeah, Doesn't but he? here's the other dumb, dumb thing. It's like you're hanging around in a high school, so you think yeah. no one's going to take your fucking picture. Like, and you're not one of those vampires that the picture doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there's no casual shots in the yearbooks over the years. Mm. Like, what's, we avoid all that stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, you're and you're a billion. And like, stop it! And, you're, and then you're playing Thunder Baseball and all your shit. Yeah, and it's nonsense. All right, uh, number four. Number four. Number four. Bit of a jerk. Bit of a jerk. Bit of a jerk. Buddy. But, but, but wealthy. But got results, uh, and uh, you know, uh, saved a lot of people. So uh, got to give him that. Uh, number four uh, is uh, uh, in uh, many mediums. Mm. I would say uh, predominantly movies. Yeah, and comic books. Okay. Yeah. But it's a bit so of a... in a video game as well. Video game or two. Yeah. Most, mostly... Rich, fictional character. But a bit of a jerk. Yep, bit of a jerk. But he saves people. Saved a lot of people. Saves a lot of people. Saved, saved the most people. Saved more people than anyone. Really? Yeah, I would say. Yes, saved the most. Yes. Saved more people than anyone that we know of. Yes. James Bond, I guess. Disagree. Oh, no. okay. James Bond isn't that rich. Okay. <laughs> um, Is James Bond even on the list? No. No, I maybe... I, Maybe down. He's down a ways, I guess. Uh, rich person saved a lot of people. Comic books, 
movies. Co- comic books, movies. Bit of a jerk. Oh, but saved the most people. Saved. Give me another clue. Everybody. Give me another clue. Saved everybody. <laughs> so he saved the planet Earth. Saved everybody. You're thinking too small. Oh, okay. Saved everybody. Everybody. Comic books, movies. Recently, pa- well, here's the thing. Canonically, yeah, passes away next year. Canonically, uh, you know, but uh, we watched him pass away. I think three years ago. I don't know who this would be. Tony Stark. Oh, Tony Stark. Oh, he's that that wealthy. Yeah, hmm. and Tony Stark saved the uh, the universe. Thanos was going to destroy everything, and uh, and Tony Stark saved it. So saved more uh, beings, I would say, than anyone. He's going to destroy half of everything, wasn't he? No, no. He already destroyed half of everything. Okay. Uh, his plan near the end was just like, I tried doing it that way. Now I'm going to just get rid of everything. Okay. I'm going to start from scratch, and <laughs> then they'll understand. Okay. And that's, so he was going to destroy the entire universe. I see. Um, number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy uh, is uh, is rich. Yeah. He's very, very rich. Okay. Didn't make him happy, though. Mm. Didn't make him happy. Okay. So and, uh, yeah, what, 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 who, who am I talking about? Are we talking about Scrooge? Uh, no, because we've already talked about Scrooge. Oh, I meant... This. And by the way, rich uh, money does make Scrooge happy. Okay. This guy pursued wealth, pursued fame. Yeah. And is like the poster boy for money don't buy happiness. <laughs> fictional character. Fiction. One of the best fictional characters. People talk about this is... Whoa, that's a good story. Shit, whoa, yeah. Great story. Uh, money doesn't buy happiness. Hmm. Yeah. Are we talking King Midas? Not King Midas, no. If uh, 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 Appeared in a movie. Let's go. A famous movie. Okay. Movie named after the character. <laughs> a movie you've probably seen more than once. Is that right? I'm going to bet. Yeah. Most people have seen it. I feel very dim. I feel very dim with all these. Uh... No, that's okay. In fact, it's considered one of the best movies ever. Citizen Kane is yes. the... Charles Foster Kane is number five. Okay, Charles Foster Kane. Number six is Bruce Wayne. We've dealt with that. Number seven is another comic book character. Okay. Who's left? <laughs> Who's left? Who's left? Bruce Wayne's gone. Yeah. Tony Stark's gone. Yeah. Uncle Scrooge is gone. <laughs> Who's the next wealthiest? Who's the next comic book character? Yeah. Who's the next wealthiest character? In the comic. Who com- I think, honestly, should be like number one, frankly. Oh, is that right? And that's my, that's my personal opinion. Okay. And you've read a lot of these. Oh, Richie Rich. Yes, yes of sir. course. There Infinitely wealthy. There You're right. He, would, he should be ahead of everyone. Right. Uh, the next uh, character... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, boy, this one. Uh, this one is a, is a novel that the ladies like. <laughs> okay. Character in a, in a book series. Oh, is this those, those, those gray books? Oh, boy, is it ever. <laughs> this is Christian Grey. Uh, number nine. Uh, this is a character... Uh, you know, hey man, you know, would not feel out of place in a in a Tolkien story. Okay, but is not from a Tolkien story. I see. But uh, this character is quite wealthy, quite freaking wealthy. Uh, but uh, you know, knows their way around a dragon too. But quite wealthy. Yeah, knows way around a dragon. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever uh, seen this. I don't. Is it someone from Game of Thrones? Yeah, somewhere? it's a Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've never seen Tywin Lannister. Okay, and I'm just going to go, you know, with the number 10. Okay. Uh, Number 10 Mm -hmm. is a character uh, who appears in uh, television. Okay. Has had a movie. Okay. uh, Not not specifically about them, but has been in a movie. Okay. uh, And has been in a comic uh, book series. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Those three things. Been in a book. Uh, Comic book series. Oh, comic book series. 
television series. Television series. And was in a one yeah. movie. <laughs> Were they the lead character in their no. one? Oh, not, not the no. lead character. No. And you would think they would be the antagonist. They were not the antagonist. Hmm. Traditionally, they would be the antagonist. But they were not the antagonist in the movie. Okay. I don't know if that helps you. (laughs) Quite often, they're the antagonist in the TV show. Oh, I see. And the comic book. Okay. Yeah. But in the movie, they weren't. But in the movie, they were not. Was that a good idea? Was that a bad idea? Who's to say? Hmm. Me. (laughs) Kind of defanged the uh, character? Yeah. Huh. Comic book character. That's right. Lead character in the comics. Uh, no, not the lead. Oh, not the so, title character in the comics. So is it like a villain? Yes, I would say traditionally a villain. Okay, has had some empathetic stories, but yes, is a an evil character. Yes, not the kingpin. No, okay. not the kingpin. Though, nice guess on that. That's a nice guess, but would you? Why would the kingpin been, been in a movie? He was not in a movie. multiverse. Or oh, he was in Spider Verse. Uh, into say. the Spider Verse. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's a nice guess, but no, that is not uh, not the case. Boo. Um, oh, what did you just say? I said boo. Well, some people do say that. Some people have said that. What? And, uh, and he's gone like, oh, what were they saying? No, they were saying your name, not that. <laughs> that okay. is famously something that is a line from the television show. Oh, is it Ian Boothby from Thor 2? No. No. <laughs> I have written this character. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Your friend Nina Matsumoto has drawn this. Oh, Mr. Burns. Yes. Full name, please. Montgomery Burns. Full name? The second. The Charles, third. Charles Montgomery Oh, Burns. I didn't know he was Charles Montgomery Yeah, and Charles was, of course, named because of Charles Foster Kane. I Charles see. Montgomery Burns. Ah, okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, the other, uh, the other ones. Uh, the next, next bunch were uh, Walden uh, Schmidt. Don't know who that is. I don't know. Let's take a quick look and see who the heck that is. Walden Schmidt. Uh, oh, two and a half men. Jesus Christ. No, thank you. Uh, number twelve, Laura Croft. Okay. Number thirteen. This is a bit of. You know what? You know what? I'm going to try and get you to guess this fucker. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number 13. All right. You know what? Let's just... Yeah. Let's let's 20 questions this, this guy. I thought... I thought... Oh, I get to ask you questions. Yeah, you ask me questions and I'll... And okay. I'll get, uh, first, it's a, it's a person. It's a person. It's a fictional person. Okay. Fictional person. Are okay. they bigger than a bread box? They appear on something <laughs> that is smaller than a bread box, oh, okay. but not by much. Oh. So they're a TV personality, you mean? Or? No. Okay. <laughs> you can see Ian's seriousness. They appear in yeah. on something smaller, smaller than a bread, than a bread box, box, but not by much. Hmm. It's about as wide as a bread box, I think. <laughs> All right. So this person. Yes, this person. Are they, they're a fictional character. Are they from books? No. Movies? No. TV? No. Made up just for the thing that, Made- they're, that they're on. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. Made up just for the thing that they're on that is smaller okay. than a bread box. Do they sell food? Are they representative for food? No. Oh. No, there's no food. I don't think there's any food involved in their uh, in how they make money. Okay. That's not their game, man. That's not their game. No. So, okay, I'm gonna guess. Uh huh. Because these guys very are excited by this. Obviously wealthy. Very wealthy. The Keebler elves. No, <laughs> you said food. <laughs> Wait, that's you right. They're said food. food. No, no, no food. Okay, sorry, no food. I just couldn't resist saying the Keebler elves. Um, okay. Um, I don't think the Keebler elves are wealthy. No, I was just joking. Um, 
just stalling. It was a stalling tactic. Sure, sure, it's sure, totally sure. stalling tactic. Um, just keep going with the questions. That's how to okay, do it. Okay, okay. So, but are they like a brand representative? They are a mascot for a product. Okay. Yes. For this product that they are on. Yes. Yeah. But it's not food. No. They're traditionally on one product, but it has branched out to other products a bit. Okay. That's re- related products. Okay. You would definitely recognize uh, this wealthy fictional character. Is it a household product? Well, uh, how do you mean? Would it be Something in you find in the house, yeah. Yes, you would find this uh, product definitely in a house. Yes. You would not play w- with this outside of a house. So you play with this. Oh, wow. Well, there we go. I'm about to drop a little food. <laughs> Something you play with. For those of you playing at home, I'm sorry that you've already got the answer and I'm stuck here, but, uh, you know, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep lately. It's my excuse for the last few days. This uh, this might put you to sleep, this product. Oh, really? Some people find it very dull. Some oh. people traditionally find it very dull. Some find it very exciting, but some find it quite dull. <laughs> huh. It's something you might play for a long time. Too long. Is it that guy for the Monopoly game? What was his name, please? Um, Mr. Stickers? Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> I thought okay. his name was uh, was Uncle Pennybags, but... Uh, yeah. Apparently not. Oh, yeah, it is. Rich Uncle Pennybags. Oh, Rich Uncle Pennybags. Okay. That's right. Rich <laughs> Uncle Pennybags, yeah. That's a good name. And then it's uh, Mary Crawley. Who is that? Mary Crawley? Oh, Mary Crawley is from Downton Abbey. Hmm. And uh, Jay oh. Gatsby is the... Uh, I was thinking Jay Gatsby would pop up in this, yeah, and he did. Go. All right. There we go. There we go. Made a lot of money as something. Bootlegger, perhaps? We don't really we know. We don't know. Got rich in a time when people got wealthy. Maybe he made some money off the book. <laughs> people got mysteriously wealthy in those days. And so there we go. That's all Richie, Rich, 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 Rich. Dave, thanks for playing. Uh, we're going to be the home game of Monopoly, which some people say takes too long. <laughs> I would say that dull. too. I would also some say that. Some people remember Rich Uncle Pennybags as having a monocle. He does not. Hmm. Does have a mustache, though. He does have a mustache. And often wears evening clothes. Yeah. Oh, uh, some people uh, do think that his full name yes. is Milburn Pennybags. Yeah. Oh, oh that's interesting. Uh, what is the character that is in jail called? Oh, he's not He's not Pennybags. No, he's not. He looks like him, but he's He does. Not. He is a different character. Okay. That is Jake the Jailbird. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like it's kind of like the, the postman and the neighbor in Blondie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who both look very similar to each other. Yeah, I don't think the... Herb, uh, Herb the neighbor and the mailman. Look. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, Rich Uncle Pennybags is uh, modeled after uh, J.P. Morgan. I see. Yeah. No, hmm. not I see Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Different guy. <laughs> You're thinking of I see underpants. Oh yeah, the, uh, underpants magnet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Yes, the also the ma- the mattress magnet. IP nightly. We've already said <laughs> these jokes. We already said. We already said these. And jokes. so on and so forth. Everybody, you might be saying, "Hey, isn't this time for music?" And you know what? You'd be right. Have you not opened your drink through no. the whole time? No, I have. But I had one. Oh, okay, good, good. Uh, Dave, Dave has supplied us with some delightful music. I have. Uh, you might remember Dave uh, used to have a show called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. Oh, yeah, Dave's been fired from Sneaky Dragon. <laughs> That's how I'm telling you. If you want to know why, ask that as part of the questions. <laughs> so I'll make a make a comeback. I'll make a surprise appearance after right. that question. But uh, but uh, used to do Sneaky Dragon listening party and would do songs on a theme. Yeah, people went, we like it more, please, and we're like, <laughs> well, okay, we'll put it into this show. So we have, and so uh, what is the theme for this week? 
Oh, this week I did uh, top five Queen songs. Oh, by the band Queen. By not by the band Queen. Oh, <laughs> you look very so disappointed. These, so these are songs. Okay, well I listened yeah. to uh, all the Queen songs. I you listened to all the Queen songs. All the Queen songs you could. Yep. So not very many. Yeah, yeah. You I a bit very limited. <laughs> listen, I steal CDs from cars. Yeah. And that's the only way that I can listen to uh, music. So there, I've got a Best of Queen. You got a Best of Queen. Okay, that's good. Uh, CD got, that I broke into a guy's car. It's got well. That's got a that's got a good. Queen song on it. Oh, what's if you, that? What's if you that have, song? if you have a sheer heart attack, it has a Killer Queen on there. Oh, I think nice. that's what it's called. It's oh, a very good song. That's a song you could put in this because it's a Queen song. By it's Queen. a Queen song by Queen. Oh, but how I, could you not? But I didn't. Ugh. But I didn't. All right. What? I mean, there are many Queen songs. I could put "God Save the Queen" by the Sex Pistols in here, sure, but sure. I did not because part of why I put these is I want people to hear music that maybe they haven't heard before, mm-hmm. and so. There are lots of Queen songs that I like very much, like the song by Queen, which I think is called Killer Queen from okay. Sure Heart Attack, or God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. And I'm sure there are other songs about the Queen that I also like, if I could think of them. The Queen and I by the Smiths. Or sorry, The Queen is Dead by the Smiths. Um, but no, I went down a different path, everyone. And this is, by the way, Top 5 Queen Songs Part 1. Oh! Next time we'll have Part 2. Okay. Because I could not... I could not uh, decide to cut down this ten, the 10 songs, so I decided to split it into two right. top fives. So let's start with a song by the band The City, and we can talk about it after we come back. So right. this is The City from 1968 from their album Now That Everything's Been Said. This song is called Snow Queen. Let's give it a listen, everyone. Thank you. 
All right, and we're back, Ian. Yeah, why are you fizzing now? Because <laughs> I opened my pop. Oh. What? Uh, what? Um... My thoughts were: it sounds like I'm, uh, sounds like I'm on American Bandstand. Smooth, good beat. But yeah, there was a really good beat, nice rhythm to it, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed uh, kinda, the harmonies, kind of jazzy. Yeah, yeah, jazzy, nice harmonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. That'd be a nice car, uh, song in the car. Well, you might be interested to know. Oh, I think I would be. That please. this band was formed by Carol King. Oh, I like Carol King very who, much. Who, of course, went on to a fantastically successful solo career after this album did. And, but. Wait a minute. You're saying this Queen song. Yes. Is by King. Yes. That's I right. get the theme that you're doing. <laughs> by the end of this, we're going to have a royal flush, right? That's what we're going to do. That would be good. This song okay. is by a Joker. Um, no, the, the, um, so yeah, like, you know, you know her career. She started off as yeah. like a singer, a singer, or not a singer, sorry, as a songwriter. She and her then husband Jerry Goffin had a very successful partnership. Wrote many famous songs together. For the monkeys. They wrote some for Pleasant Valley Sunday for the Monkeys. Yeah. Also the Porpoise song. I don't um, know the Porpoise song. Or is it the Dolphins? No, I think it's the Porpoise song. All right. Uh, from uh, that's on that's in the movie Head. They jump. They run and jump off a bridge, and then they land in the water, and that song starts to play, and it's a very good song. Oh, okay. It's a wonderful, right. wonderful song. But she wrote other songs too. She wrote Chains. She wrote um, uh, that one that goes. Uh, no, oh, and I'm singing it all wrong. The one that Herman's Hermits covered. It was originally sung, originally sung by Earl Jean. That was, uh, Do You Know the Muffin Man? <laughs> That's right. You know that song. <laughs> do, 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 do. Every song sounds like that, Dave. Well, you like music. Every song is that. But anyway, so they had a long, successful career together. Or not really long, but they had a successful career together. And then they got divorced. Okay. And Carol King moved to, moved to um, California. With her kids and bought a place in in uh, Laurel Canyon, which is where the hip people were living at that time. And she formed this band with a cup, coincidentally, with a couple of people who had formerly played in the group The Fugs, which we're going to talk about mm. soon. So I won't go too much into that. But okay. Danny Korchmar and that's in our new podcast, Fug Off. <laughs> Danny Korchmar and Charles Larkey, mm-hmm. uh, guitar and bass, respectively. She would later marry Charles Larkey. That would be, he would become her husband. But at this time, they were her band and so they did this album as the city but because she had kids and was really more of a more comfortable you know had just spent most of her life like singing in back rooms singing songs for other people and writing for other people she wasn't really comfortable with the idea of playing live and so she didn't want to tour and so the album kind of died a a death because of that but it's a very good album and it's a very good song and it's been sort of more covered recently like i think in the '80s, the album's kind of rediscovered, but I found it in a at a Valley Village of all places. Oh, cool! And I didn't even know who it was, but I was looking at it, and I I was looking at the back, and then I, of course, recognized the names of all these people, and I was like, "Whoa, I have to get this because uh, it's crazy." So, yes, uh, very good, very, very good stuff. Good indeed. All right. 
So let's listen to our second song, everyone. What? This is uh, this is the OCs from uh, 2015. This song is called "Poor Queen." It comes from their album "Mutilator Defeated at Last." And uh, let's give a listen, everyone, to "Poor Queen." Here we go. As a kid, every song opened Blet. Like very similar. <laughs> yeah. It had a real when I was a kid vibe to mm. it. Yeah. And I was mm. like, oh, all right. I'm at uh, I'm in a basement and it smells like pot. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. They're they're very uh that's very much in their um I guess you would call it their wheelhouse, that sort of stoner rock thing. Okay. Um, one thing I love about them is they have the greatest album titles. Well, not all of them, but they've done a lot of done a lot of records, and they always seem to change their name. So they started <laughs> off they started off as OCS basically. Okay. OCS. Okay. And then they became the OCs, uh, just the yeah, yeah. OCs as one word. Then they became the OCs, split into two words. OCs is two words. Then they became the with double E OCs. And then they became OCs. OC Cougar Melon. Just OCs. Yeah. And now they're OCs, O S double E S. They just keep, they go do, up. Do they have tax problems? I don't, know, I don't know what they're, it I don't know what they're like. Shifty. But uh, yeah, some of the album titles, uh, well, they did one called Warm Slime, which I think is a great title. They did uh, one called um, Putrefiers 2, which is a good movie as well. And then one of my favorite titles is Smote Reverser. 
Jeez, okay. So I just love it. And then, right. and then who could forget Face Stabber, their 2019 album. But anyway, this was uh, from their uh, 2015 album, Mutilator Defeated at Last. And I thought people would enjoy that song. It's uh, sure. vocally fun and has lots of, uh, lots, of, lots of jump to it. Or bounce, as you like to say. Okay. Yeah, I like a little bit of uh, bounce in my music. <laughs> you do like some music. bounce. All right, well, let's go on to song number three, everyone. So I mentioned the fugs earlier. All right. So here are the fugs. This song is uh, Queen of the Nile from their final studio album, the original Fugs anyway, their final studio album, Bell of Avenue A from 1969. Let's listen to Queen of the Nile. I've been building a dam. Liquor is filling my lifeline. Silas, I've been building a dam. There's no escaping the puking sphinx. I've been building a dam The armadillo's writhing in the worm farm I'm gonna go there too There's no escaping The puking sphinx And we're back. And we're back. Yeah. That made me think of uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who could resist putting a song telling you to uh, to uh, that you can't escape the puking sphinx? I think that's an <laughs> important thing to remember in life. Yeah. I want to talk about them a little bit because... Please do. I don't have notes or anything. I'm just going off the top of my head as usual. So this mostly lies. But um, the Fugs... Well, the lead singer, Ed Sanders, who was singing that song and wrote it, um, they were basically made of a, a bunch of guys who were like poets in the Lower East Side of New York in the early 60s. So they were more of a beatnik culture than they were. They weren't really hippies. Okay. They were a little earlier than that. 
And so they're a little outside of the culture. Although they're perfectly happy to to take part in hippie culture. They were just a little bit removed from it in terms of age. Uh, but just sort of, well, Ed Sanders was kind of a very industrious person, very busy guy. He was, like I say, he was a poet. Uh, he'd come to New York to go to school where he'd studied, um, he, uh, he had studied Egypt, of all things, and he incorporated in later writings and stuff like that, he incorporated a lot of uh, hieroglyphics and sort of references to that time period in his writings. And and this song kind of plays in that as well. And there's also um, the, I think it's the Egyptian death song, or death, the Nile death song on, on um, It Crawled Into My Hand, Honest, which is one of the greatest albums of the 1960s, and I'm not even joking because it's okay. so great. But um, yeah, so they, they got together in the Lower East Side. He had a bookstore called the Pisai Bookstore, where he also published a, a, a poetry, an arts journal called Fuck You, a magazine of the arts, which got him into a lot of trouble, of course, which, you know, kind of, probably kind of the point. Because of the arts? Because of the arts part of it, yes, right. The arts, People, yeah. the police hate the arts, uh, which, is, which is kind of funny. If you read his uh, autobiography, he talks about the fact that he would use the mimeograph machine at this local um, convent to print it. And they, they were perfectly fine with what the content and everything. So I think it's kind of amusing that the police would then take, 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 uh, and, you know, break into the store and confiscate it for a smut. Um, and he had some interesting projects at that time too that also got stolen, which is too bad. But yeah, so he formed the, he formed the Fugs with his friend Tuli Kupferberg, who is, uh, kind of a famous character in the Lower East Side, even mentioned in Ellen Ginsberg's Howl, because he, he jumped off the, uh, one, one of the local bridges into the water oh. and walked away un, unharmed. But um, he uh, he and another guy named Ken Weaver, they kind of made up the nucleus, nucleus of the Fugs and pro- provided the songs. And they were kind of all this sort of scatological, very, you know, kind of in-your-face stuff uh, that, you know. And then they would also put uh, poetry to to music as well. So they would take like classical poetry or whatever and, and make it to, but also do songs like Coca-Cola douche and things like that and slum goddess and things. So then uh, they needed musicians though. So they, they, uh, they roped in the Holy Motor Rounders into oh, okay. being their backing guys. And that lasted for a little while until their own problems kind of took them out of the group. And then they kind of, would just kind of hire, you know, bring in musicians and what's interesting is they brought in really good musicians. And that's why Danny Korchmar and Charles Larkey were in the group for a while. And they weren't, they're not on this album, but um, at least not on these songs. Uh, one of the guys, Ken Pine, who was also in the group, stayed for a bit longer. But um, uh, Larkey and Korchmar, of course, went to, uh, went to California and stayed there. Because, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to have a band that gets in trouble and can't play very many places and then make a success out of it as a group because you kind of are limited what you can do, you know, and they did things like they, they exercised the Pentagon. They went out of the Pentagon and put up big loudspeakers and did like an exorcism of the Pentagon. They were at, they were at Chicago, you know, they took part in the Chicago uh, demonstration against the democratic party that ended up in a huge riot, of course. Um, you know, so they were kind of involved in the, that stuff. Uh, Ed Saunders wrote one of the greatest books of all time, The Family, about Charles Manson. And and also a great novel called Tales of Beatnik Glory, which is a fantastic uh, description of New York of that time period of the late 50s, early 60s. And and then, yeah, so then for whatever reason, well, they got they were assigned to um, ESP Disc in New York City, which was an Esperanto label that somehow was also like the hippest label in New York. It had the Fugs, it had the Holy Motor Rounders, it had, uh, it had um, uh, Albert Eiler, it, Patty, Wa- Patty Waters, like all these great jazz people and, and 
crazy folk musicians and stuff. And and so uh, they left that though, and then they they were signed briefly to um, Atlantic Records, and they did like some songs for them, and then they were listened to by the people who ran Atlantic Records, and they were drummed off the label. Oh. And so then they were signed to Reprise Records, and uh, there's a famous story of Frank Sinatra listening to them because uh, the the uh, guy who ran uh, Reprise for Sinatra, a guy named Mo Austin, of course would have to confer with the owner of the label, Frank Sinatra. So he played him the music, and Sinatra's response was, "I guess you know what you're doing." <laughs> it's it's a, a gold, you know, real, you know, a vote yes. So. Um, but anyway, so they did a few albums for Atlanta, but, or for reprise, including, like I say, "A Crawl Into Your Hand on a Switch." I highly recommend people listen to it. It's just a fantastic, crazy record with great songs and and just fun, a fun record. And then <clears throat> they kind of broke up a little bit. They lost the kind of nucleus of their 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 team, and they did the their final album, "The Bell of Avenue A," which this the song comes from, which is a bit, much more kind of toned down album in terms of musicianship and stuff like that. It's, mostly songs with this acoustic guitar and stuff but the guy who played it i can't remember his name now i think charles hamburg or something like that just a fantastic guitar player like in this song so good uh, and the song's fun too and then it has a pu- puking sphinx so that's great nice. anyway that's the fugs i really do like them okay let's go to our fourth song everyone this is the spring standards from their 2010 album would things be different and this song is called queen of the lot so let's give it a listen Shoes and tell the whole world how you feel about you. 
like the song, but I was listening to it going, Wait. where have I heard this? I don't know. Where have I heard this song? Like, I know this song so well. Is that right? It's from something. Okay. What, what is it from? I, I have no idea. Of, I was looking it up and, ugh, I just don't know. Oh, what it from? Drunk, driving me bananas. So I don't know either. I couldn't enjoy it because <laughs> I was like, I know this song. I like this song. Where's this song from? Huh. Ugh, bugs me so much. I don't know. Where either. do I know this song from? People out there. Who? They're they're a New York City-based band. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I know it so well. They uh, grew up in Pennsylvania area and they... As teenagers, they played together in a band, mm-hmm. and then they grew apart, and they went on with their lives, and somehow they all ended up living close to each other in New York City, and so they got back together and started a band, and, and, that, and they, I, I think it's fun anyway. It's very, right. it's very fun. It's very good. What's it from? <laughs> Drive me crazy. Um, uh, let's, let's go to our final song of this, yeah, of yeah, this yeah, particular yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, that's going to drive me nuts. All right, go ahead. All right, so this is uh, Maggie Bell. Uh-huh. From her 1974 album, Queen of the Night, right, with the title song, Queen of the Night. Let's give a listen to Maggie Bell. Here we go.
All right, and we're back. Yeah, and this song bugged me because it reminded me of another song, and I couldn't think of what that song was. <laughs> so the last two songs were annoying to me, but still a very good song. Oh, I love this song. Yeah. This is another record. I, f- I didn't even know who she was. I, I sort of knew who she was. I shouldn't say I didn't know who she was. I sort of knew who she was because she's kind of tangentially related to Led Zeppelin in oh, that, so. well, Peter Grant was her manager for a while, who was a manager of Led Zeppelin, but also he signed her to Swan Song after her Atlantic contract ran out. Um, she and he I produced her the one uh, one of the albums that because I think she recorded two albums for Atlantic that were never released because she was in a band so she was in a band before before she went solo she was in a group called Stone the Crows okay they were kind of a rising kind of blues rock band and then the guitar player this guy named Les Harvey who was the brother of Alex Harvey who's a very well known musician in England uh, Les Harvey was electrocuted on stage at oh. a at a at a concert when when uh, there's some sort of ground fault with the and he touched the microphone and, electric, and died of electric, uh, oh, shit. electrical shock. So sorry. And so that kind of shattered the band. And I guess Atlantic kind of stuck with her. And she recorded two albums for them, but they didn't release either of them. And then so then Peter Grant sort of stepped in and produced, kind of executive produced Queen of the Night, which was finally released by them. And then she was signed to Swan Song and did stuff for them for a while. But I, I'm not like a huge fan of like kind of gutsy, bluesy singers mm-hmm. but i really like this song i got I, I found this once again i found this at valley village and i just saw it and i like the cover that's what attracted me to it which is just her face but it's really kind of a striking shot and then i brought it home and those what i used to do in those days is i would listen to records and i would just record the songs i liked onto a mini disc and then i would just have like a collection of all favorite songs from records that i'd heard and and this song was yeah one of my favorites always and basically, it's the reason that I did this list, <laughs> to play this song. So if people hadn't heard it, it's uh, really great. There you so go. there you go, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. And that's part one. Part one. We'll be back in two weeks with part two. There we are. No queen. No killer queen, though. Uh, but you know what? There's nothing stopping you from playing that song yourself. Probably on the device that you're listening to this on. They probably yeah. have it somewhere. And I like that song a lot. It's just, everyone or knows just it. go to YouTube. YouTube everyone knows Killer Queen. They got that on there on YouTube for free. And let me know where Queen of the Lot is uh, playing <laughs> some movie or TV show. Uh, I'm going to go over now to our mailbag and uh, our questions. Last week we asked, when you finish your work, is your work day over? Or does it keep going uh, home with you? And what was your favorite flavor of ice cream? That is surprising. We haven't asked that before. That seems so on brand for us. It's ridiculous. By the way, uh, if we ever meet you in person, uh, we would love to go for ice cream with you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, David M. Hey, from No Fun, David M. David M., a many-time guest on the show. Many-time performer of many songs on the show. Amazing songs. Wonderful songs. (laughs) Uh, We talked about uh, an upcoming uh, concert. And he has a clarification, Dave. Okay. Here it is. Just to clarify, all shows after my 67th birthday concert on April 30th will be with the full participation of the whole No Fun Gang, of which Sneaky Dragon's own Dave Dedrick is first among equals owing to longevity. Well, that doesn't sound right, because as we know from young people looking at Dave in a car, (laughs) he is very young. I am very young. Just to murkify. My birthday is actually May 1st. However, at the 8 p.m. Pacific showtime, they will be celebrating my birthday in Atlantic Canada, followed halfway through the show by Eastern Canada. Very good. And a half hour different, I think, in Newfoundland. Yes. Yeah. So thank you very much, uh, David, for that. Yes. Thank you for, uh, yes, that. Right. Does No Fun have any songs about uh, the Queen? They do have a Queen song. 
It's not about a queen, but it is about someone who was a beauty queen. Ah, huh? do you know that song? Uh, is this a song called Beauty Queen? No, I don't. Know. Sorry. Do you remember there was, it was like a it was a there was a woman who was a beauty queen. Yeah, and then she was involved in some sort of scandal because there was nude pictures of her that came out. Yeah, Vanessa Williams. Yeah, so that's that's ex, uh, sex queen to ex queen or ex queen to sex queen was the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely fine. Now everything's great. <laughs> yeah. Sure she is. Uh, probably the most successful Miss uh, Miss America that uh, you can think of. Sure. Uh, off the top of your head, there's others, but uh, you know, there you go. But it was uh, of the time. It was. Uh, it was a scandal. It was, it was mentionable. It was a red hot scandal. Um, we our scandals were mild back then. <laughs> Regis. Yes, in retrospect. Yes. What was all the fuss about? Regis writes. Hello! It's almost fun to read Regis's ones. They're like a. <laughs> uh, they're like a thing for young actors. It's fun. Okay, I'm going to go for it. <clears throat> Regis. Hello! I want to address an important subject. Bye! <laughs> well, that was short. Yeah. No, wait! I meant it is the subject. I think I took it from Sherlock, the hostess assistant, er, women. The one who picks up Watson with the limousine. In study in pink, I think. Uh, when Watson, leaving the car, tries to get her number, she just replies, Bye! <laughs> and uh, Simone Gertz, the only person to own a Tesla pickup truck. Because D-I-H, do-it-herself, ends her videos by, bye <laughs> I love to pick expressions or language takes from characters, like the what from the prison guy in Life of Brian, she from Clay Davis of The Wire. So, bye There we go. See, that was fun to read, right? <laughs> yeah, that was it's fun. a good time. I don't envy whoever comes next here, because well, it won't where be... Where I know it from is Private Eye used to have a... a a fake gossip columnist in in the uh, second half of the of the magazine, and and she would sign off with it. Bye. Nice, uh, Lisa. Oh, okay. There we go. No, Lisa's gonna Lisa's gonna like bring this uh, all back. Mm -hmm. uh, question one. I rarely, rarely, rarely bring my work home with me. <laughs> I worry that it will get misplaced somehow. So I usually just stay at my desk and work through lunch to get stuff done. Question number two. Baskin Robbins chocolate mousse royale, hands down. Hands down. Oh, yes. Baskin-Robbins Chocolate Mousse Royale. No joke. She loves it. No joke. So if Baskin-Robbins is listening, send a bunch of free ice cream <laughs> to the Dedrick House. Our address is somewhere <laughs> on our website. It's true. Uh, Louise. Hey, we mentioned Louise. Uh, right. I always used to get pralines and cream uh, when it was when there was still a Baskin-Robbins shop in our neighborhood. Man, Baskin-Robbins is really getting some good plugs. Now I like salted caramel from Ernest. A local artesian, artisanal uh, ice cream company. For gelato, I prefer lemon or lime. At home, we always have Breyer's French vanilla ice cream in our freezer. When it's on sale, you can get a 1.66, so almost the size of the beast, liter <laughs> carton for the price of a single scoop at a fancy schmancy place. And it tastes great on apple crisp pie or in a sundae with fresh strawberries and real maple syrup. A Sunday with maple syrup? Ugh. I have never heard of such a thing. It doesn't sound good to me. I am pro-Canada, but this... <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, but I am pro-keeping a vanilla ice cream in your freezer. That's always... That's the best thing to do. Billy writes, I do take my work home uh, probably three nights a week and most weekends because I'm an English teacher. Lots of essays to grade. Ooh. My favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate. If it's double chocolate or chocolate fudge, all the better. I've got a friend. Yep. Uh, who uh, you know yeah. as the other best man at my wedding, mm -hmm. uh, who uh, I remember would like uh, 
chocolate ice cream with chocolate sauce and like chocolate <laughs> chips. And if there's any other chocolate you can yeah. shove in that, yeah. go for that. And I was mm. like, that's too much chocolate. And yeah. he's like, it's not too much chocolate. <laughs> and that's how we talked. He said, Ian, it's not too much chocolate. <laughs> Wait, how did you meet this person? Huh? How did you meet this guy? Oh, he's a Muppet. Okay. He sounded was an awful lot like, monster on sounded awful lot like a guy you ran into in New Westminster when you were younger. Oh, no, that, okay, here's that guy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Okay, you want sorry. to? Uh, well, I just, he sounded like him a little excited, but okay. You spend some time with the boys, <laughs> then you go to the Baskin Robbins. You get the chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip. Yeah, chocolate, and, chocolate, uh, chocolate, and, chocolate chip. Uh, and my other friend Rogers, hey, he's a different. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Like, nom 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 nom. He's that. It's like a chocolate monster. Sure, sure. Anyway, uh, Billy continues. I just finished your completely Beatles podcast and loved every episode. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Get Back documentary. We'll do it. Uh, <laughs> we'll if you've already done it, we haven't. I'll come across it eventually. Yes, you will. Because I'm working my way backwards through your Sneaky Dragon episodes. Thanks. Wow, another person doing uh, a another person John, John Halbrook's Look out. Someone's, uh, our episodes. <laughs> someone's getting a march on your uh, trademarked They're Reverse Dragon Project. backwards through time when you get to 2020. Please warn us about COVID <laughs> and we'll get out of the way. <laughs> But it'll be it won't work though because they're going backwards, so they'll be ruining our backward selves. So we only know it in reverse. We won't know it in forwards. Please write it backwards so we'll understand. <laughs> we'll move to New Zealand for a little while. <laughs> they will do stuff about J.R. Tolkien. Um, Laurel Robinson writes, "Hello, Ian and David, and sneaky people." I do not uh, bring work home with me per se, as I do massage and spa. And when my scheduled sessions are finished, I head home happily unencumbered. I do, however, keep a portable table at my house and will sometimes take it to friends who are in need. That's very sweet. Yeah. My husband and family really love that massage table when it comes out. Uh, My favorite ice cream flavor is tough to pin down, as I haven't found one I do not like. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Well, Hmm? really... uh, What's it? Uh, Roy Roy Rogers? Is that Willie? Who's a never met a man I I didn't like? Was that Roy Rogers? Who was that? Yeah, Will? it was Ray Rogers. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think I'm wrong. Will I, Rogers. Will Rogers. Will Rogers. That's yeah. the thing. Sorry. The real Will Rogers of ice creams is what you <laughs> Although uh, there are some that I have not tried that sound pretty yucky, i.e. rum raisin, which Ian, I believe, says is pretty good. No, 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 no. no. I don't say that. David says that. I didn't say that. Yeah, David is like pro <laughs> rum raisin. And birthday cake. I do like the birthday cake. I, I am, I'm pro red rum and raisin. That's right. Uh, I'm going through a chocolate phase currently. You're not the only one. Uh, but I'm always looking forward to Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey mm. when I feel like a special treat. I never had Ben and Jerry's because it, it's so expensive for so little. Why are you looking like that? Because it's great. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. No, like I want to immediately go out to a Ben and Jerry's with you now. Huh. I want to go to the States so we can go to a proper <laughs> Ben and Jerry's so I can uh, end this nonsense. All right. Ed, uh, you asked what I think of Morbius. Well, I hate to, to, I tend to agree with Ian's groans over it. <laughs> I knew it would not be a fave Marvel film, but I didn't hate it. And the grandson liked it. And it doesn't matter if it's kind of a stinkeroo because he and I got a movie date, had our large drinks and shared a big pop- bucket of buttery popcorn. Grandson even put his arm around his Graham's shoulders during the scary bits. <laughs> so Morbius uh, in the end is all right. Pointy teeth and all. Nice. And Ed, you're going to be a fabulous grandpa when the time comes. Nasty Chris Roberts. If you keep sharing those fab cartoons by Ian and Pia, you're going to have to drop the nasty, because that was too sweet. Very thoughtful. I love that cartoon. Thank you. David and Ian and all have a grand week. Thank Very you. Very nice. Thank you. 
Uh, Edward. I will. Edward replies. In my new car. That's right. In your brand new car. <laughs> it makes you look young when you drive by your wife when she needs a ride. <laughs> While you wave merrily as you drive by. So long. Enjoy your walking. Unencumbered by wife. <laughs> Wife moves pretty fast, but you'll move faster in your new car. <laughs> Edward replies, uh, Laurel, I'll take your and Ian's words on uh, Morbius, groans and all. You think Sony would have learned their lesson with Venom 2 and Morbius uh, just this week? They announced seven new Spider-Man universe films. Whoa. Craven the Hunter. Great. Everyone's favorite character. <laughs> Madam Web. Oh, even more popular. <laughs> Venom 3. Fair enough. Spider-Woman. Okay. Silver Sable, what? <laughs> Night Watch and Sinister Six. <laughs> is Spider-Man in any of these? Is this a sad attempt at world building for the uh, Spider-Man Sony franchise? I guess Sony can afford to take these risks after making billions on the last Spider-Man film, right? Now I'm wondering if I'll be taking my future grandchild to any of these. Here's what I think, Dave. Ian, let make, me know what you think. Make them TV shows. Mm -hmm. If there's a TV show that's Spider-Man adjacent... Yeah, people will be fine with that. Yeah. They'll be like, "Whoa!" Like with the Marvel ones, like mm. you know, Moon Knight is hanging out, and uh, you know, if he just uh, mentions off the top of his head, like, uh, you know, uh, I know a god that knows Thor. And I'm like, "Ah!" But you can't do that as a movie. It's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, you can't have uh, Spider-Man not show up in your damn Morbius movie. Can't do it. But you could if it was a Morbius TV show. Everyone go, "Well, Spider-Man can't show up." <laughs> they would be fine with it. Everyone would be fine with it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Edward goes on with his own letter. Oh, he does go on. Since we work from home on uh, Mondays and Fridays now, I guess mm. that counts as working from home. Yep. Yeah. It does. That's exactly what it counts exactly, as. Exactly. It's the, pretty much the dictionary definition. I remember when we were at home full-time during the first year of the pandemic, the main concern was when to stop working. This was a big concern at the time, and we felt like the office martyrs were taking advantage of those of us who quit at 6 p.m. Our owners uh, have a way of praising those in the company who are willing to answer the email at 2 a.m. and revise something, but my mm. creative group tries our best not to fall into that hole. That's yep. a bad hole. Yeah. Uh, just this last weekend, we were working together on a huge presentation for Chick-fil-A, our biggest client. So it was in our best interest to work together within our creative group and get as much done as we could before early Tuesday morning when the meeting was. All this aside, I do try to get as much done as I can during the work hours, but in my industry, working overtime as necessary from time to time. I once had a manager at Dr. Pepper. He mentioned Dr. Pepper. Take a drink. <laughs> All right. There we go. Who frowned upon taking mm. work home. He'd often say, if you can't get your work done in a 40-hour work week, you're not doing your job. Mm -hmm. He didn't last long. <laughs> and he was canned. I get it, because Dr. Pepper understood. Uh, along with the rest of us. Yeah. Good times and fuck you, Dr. Pepper, burn in hell. <laughs> Hashtag not a pepper. Okay, let's spit out our Dr. Peppers. <laughs> let's go to the spit take. That's right. Uh, I mentioned a budget ice cream from Sam's a few weeks ago that was Dutch chocolate laced with thick ribbons of peanut butter. Mm. Pretty damn great for that a sounds, budget ice cream. That sounds good. But no longer available. Oh. South of me and closer to Houston is where Bluebell Ice Cream is headquartered. You can get just about any Bluebell flavor of ice cream you want locally, but my hands-down favorite is Tin Roof. Good. That's a good People idea. are saying hands down a lot about ice cream. <laughs> the Bluebell website reads, Tin yes. Wolf, a Tin Wolf, Tin Roof is a creamy vanilla ice cream okay. with a rich chocolate fudge swirl. What about, who's Tim Wolf? 
Tin Wolf? Yeah. It's a spinoff of uh, Teen Wolf. Oh, sorry. It's what they uh, eat in that. <laughs> but Tin Roof yes. is a creamy vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. with a rich chocolate vanilla fudge squirrel. Yep. Squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrel goes in uh, Tin Wolf. Yeah, that's, that's right. You're thinking of Teen Squirrel. It's got a fudge. It's got yeah. it's te- it's Teen Squirrel. Yeah. I'm going to read it one more time. <laughs> we do it live. <laughs> tin Roof. Uh, let me just do this. Yeah. Tin Roof is a creamy vanilla ice cream. With a rich chocolate fudge swirl mm-hmm. and roasted peanuts dipped in dark chocolate. We've been making this flavor since 1980. A true classic indeed. <laughs> that was the time of Jimmy Carter. We used peanuts right from his farm. <laughs> Even though it wasn't his farm because he gave it up. Because mm. he was honest and a good man. Anyway, he'll still be alive in the future. <laughs> this was from 2017 and poor old Tin Roof seems to have rusted up and retired since then. <laughs> I haven't found it in years. Once again, maybe it's the diabetic gauze trying to tell me something when my favorite flavors have both been shelved. Mm. Back to eating sugar-free frozen paste. <laughs> and Ian asked me about Moon Knight last week. I did. I did you ask did. him about you that. You put it out there. You put it out there. I did. I'm going to ask him again. You know what? And he's not going to let us down. Wither Moon Knight, I said. Wither Moon Knight. I'm sorry yes. to say. Oh, wait. I've never read much about him years back. <gasps> Uh, the Disney Plus show is a complete reveal to me, so I'm taking uh, taking it in the series week by week. How accurate is the series to the comic, Ian? No one knows. No one has ever read Moon Knight the series. No one knows. <laughs> That's true. No one. <laughs> Why don't you ask me how Paladin is? Like, no one knows. No one knows. It's just a thing. Just no one knows. Um, are you watching it? I get more of a Marvel Netflix feel from it than I would from the mainline MCU stuff. I'd have to say Hawkeye was my favorite Disney Plus Marvel series last year. Nothing really touches Daredevil. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, in the streaming world of Marvel, it's worth rewatching for Vincent D'Onofrio alone. I am enjoying Moon Knight. I think they're doing some really interesting stuff. Uh, the character that uh, came, uh, you know, appeared this week uh, was that was a crazy character. I really like that character a lot. You know what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, well, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I don't know what you're talking but about. But like, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> uh, quite quite enjoyed it. And my God, Oscar Isaac is just so good. As mm. an, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like you just, huh? And then you realize what he's really doing and you're like, whoop. That's really good. <laughs> good acting. Time to go. My cat is demanding my attention. Oh, brother, you're singing our language right now. Got a cat behind me. It's gone to sleep. We're just biding our time until it wakes up. Yep. Oh, boy. Sorry about all the cat stuff earlier. I can talk about it because it's asleep. But this guy. It's a she, isn't it? It's a she. Okay. I'm saying guy, so it confuses it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I see what you're saying. Cat. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the old smart. dodgy dodge. Very He's going to think I'm talking about my other cat. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, anyway, until next week, everyone sneak carefully out there. Agreed. There we go. Thank, Thank you. you for your letters. We appreciate them oh, much. well, lady. guess what I have. What do you got? More letters? I got more letters. Do it. I also have to unlock my phone. Do it. Because my phone. Do it. But you know what's funny is that Queen of the Lot, which came out, that song came out in 2010. Yes. A movie came out in 2010 called Queen of the Lot, directed by Henry Jaglum. As far as I can tell, that song was not in that movie, and I don't think you've ever seen that movie. It's a bit of an obscure film. I know this song so well from something. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it would be. You're talking the Noah, Noah Wiley film. Queen of the Lot. No, Noah Wiley? Yeah. No, 2010? Uh, 2010, November. Is he, he's in the movie as well, is he? Yeah. He's not the main character, though. He is the co-star. 
Yes. It's Tana Frederick and Noah Wiley. Yes. Both, um... Reprising her earlier role uh, in a different Henry Jacob film. Oh. It's a it's a, 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 a duology, I guess. Okay. All right, everyone. Listen. Let me tell you right Listen. now. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. I got a nice letter. Oh, and a bad one. From our listener, Mark Dobrovolsky. All right. We haven't heard from him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. What up? So I always assume when people don't write that they've stopped listening to the show. Okay. <laughs> because I'm a neurotic and have issues. But no, Mark is still listening. So thank you, Mark, for uh, keeping us on your podcast app for all these many years. We appreciate it. And he says, well, first, the subject is Beatles book. He says, hi, David and Ian. Regarding episode 542, where you were mentioning the text, Growing Up with the Beatles, I thought I'd send a photo of my copy. It was the first of several hundred books about the Beatles as a group and as solo artists that I collected over time. I purchased it in 1976. That's the copyright year on my copy as well. But must have hung up, sorry, but must have hung and discarded years ago the poster that you thought came with it. Always appreciate a good Beatles discussion, whether you two or a listener initiate it. If this isn't the volume we're talking about, then there must be several out there. By the way, here's a little plug, everyone. Horse Mysteries is a phenomenally entertaining podcast for this non-writer. And let's just say that the Spark series is sparkling writing, drawing, and coloring. Keep it going. Episode 1000 isn't too far away. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. And he sent a picture of the book, and that picture is the book that I remember, which I said was incredibly pink because of the pink shirts the group were wearing. And uh, well, I'll post, I'll post a picture of his picture so you can see the book. Um, I don't know who he was. It's written by Ron Schomburg. Uh, no idea who he was, but he wrote a book about growing up with the Beatles. And, and I read it in 1976. I don't know if I got it then. What grade would I have been in 76? No, that's a bit too young for me. That would have been grade four. I seem to remember getting it. I lived in North Delta when I got it. So I, I would have been grade six or older. But I was a Beatles fan. So it must have maybe it was probably grade eight. And I have a feeling that whoever got it for me got it uh, at a bargain bin at the local Kohl's bookstore or something. Because, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that was a huge seller here in Canada. Maybe in the States, a, a uh, reminiscence of a time of the Beatles coming and playing on the Ed Sullivan show and how, how it impacted, impacted you and your sisters and your life at that time would have been fascinating to uh, other baby boomers who grew up in that similar situation. But uh, yeah, and I remember it being interesting because I read the whole thing. So it, uh, it obviously was a good read. But, but anyway, thank you very much, Mark, for that there picture. And I will post it on the website so people can see it. And Mark brings up an interesting thing. Which is? Which is that on the road to 1,000 shows, we must pass episode 450, which will be our question, yeah. listener's question show. And let me make it clear. It's your show. Crystal clear. It's your show. If you have ever wanted to hear us talk about, I don't know what, because we do talk about a lot of different things, but if it's something we have never touched upon, yeah. and you're just the hugest what fan of it. What do you think it, about this? And you want us to, you want to get our... What's the deal? If you want to get a Dave and Ian's eye view of it, or an Ian and Dave's eye view of it, depending which order we yeah. speak in, then send us your questions. You can send the questions to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Each question is worth a draw, worth a ticket in our draw for our grand prize. Everyone participating gets a sticker in the mail. I am still working on it. I haven't finished it yet because I have been cramped. I've been kind of tight on time. I was car shopping. And... And car buying. And the winner gets your car. And the winner gets a picture of my car. I'll send you a picture of my new car. And 
yeah, so please send us uh, send us questions. Ask us things like, what's your favorite car? I'll say, my favorite car is a 1970 Dodge Charger, and Ian will say, a silver car. Yep, that I don't recognize when I <laughs> <laughs> so Carvalinus. Um speaking of speaking of like questions and stuff. Yeah. We should have questions of the week. We should have week. questions of the week. Uh, here's here's my question for the Okay. For the week. Uh we talked about uh yeah that uh, I had a gathering of people here to play mm-hmm. D&D yep. in the basement. Yes. Um what now this could be from pre time, you know, the covid times or it could be like now. What when your friends, neighbors gather at your place. Mhm. What happens? And I assume it's not an orgy. But if it is, fine. We're not going to judge. But, like, do you play cards? Do you get together for movie nights? Do you get together and have uh, dinners? Do you do barbecues in the backyard? What is the thing that you do when your friends uh, gather together at your place? So that's my question. Very good question. Very good question. So, sub-question of the week this week. Okay, what do you do in a submarine? What do you do in a submarine? someone burps. That's a good question. Do you step outside? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. If you here's another question. If you uh if you work in a submarine, should you answer the door when someone knocks on the screen door of the submarine? That's the question. Won't matter if it's a screen door. Oh won't matter. That's the no bad. difference. Now here's my question. If you won a million dollars, what's the first thing you'd buy for yourself? Yes, I know. You'd get something for your family, you'd give some money to your friends, you'd do all these great things, but what? would you do for yourself when you finished all that stuff? What would you do for yourself for a million dollars? That's the sub-question How do they contact of this us? week. If you'd like to contact us, if you are itching to answer those questions, what you should do is go to sneakydragon.com. That is our website. There you will find this show. Underneath the show, you will find plenty of room for your comments, thoughts, feelings, and thinksums. You can also email us. We mentioned it before, but let's say it one more time. It's sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Very easy to remember, very easy to type into a computer, and very easy to send us your thoughts. Hey, we're on Twitter, at Sneaky underscore Dragon. We're also on Facebook, at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Sorry, did I say Sneaky underscore Dragon twice? Sneaky underscore Dragon is Twitter. Sneaky Dragon is Facebook. And while I'm saying that, I just remembered that someone wrote to us on Facebook. And Oh, no, forget it. That was Horse Mysteries. I'm getting my shows confused. Um, so never mind. If you want to hear what that person said, listen to Horse Mysteries. We'll be recording the newest episode this week. And it'll be our final episode of this season. So please tune in. Lisa's very excited about it, by the way. She's uh, been rubbing her hands with glee all week about Excellent. it. Not about us editing the season, but just the show itself. She's very excited to tell us the story. Anywho, you'll also find uh, Horse Mysteries on our website, by the way. Uh, there you go. There you go. Write us and tell us things. And also formulate some questions and uh, make our question show longer than the uh, What a Cartoon Roger Rabbit episode. Yeah. We can do it together. Yeah. You and us, we can do it together. Yeah. Listen to that one too if you want. Yeah. That's fine. That's and fine. let me tell you right now. Yeah. We have listeners to this show. We have Jonathan Bamford. We have Laurel Ro- Robertson. Laurel Robertson. Who both won our grand prize. Yeah. One, one is one, one, one and twice. twice. Yeah, which is it was very strange but very strange. you know what it shows how honest it is yeah. that that could happen that's you know that the draw could <laughs> the draw totally random but hey you all have you all have an equal chance I don't know if that's true. I'm gonna put a little rule in that two-time winners can never cannot win anymore but Jonathan still went to questions and I demand you write some so people 
Don't let us down. Don't bring us down. Don't bring us down. <laughs> you know, you, you remember that song? Don't, Don't bring, bring us down. down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. With that, with that musical moment, we will bid you adieu. We'll be back next week with more fun. And uh, remember this. We appreciate all of you and think very highly of you. Bye. Bye. Meow. Meow.